0: Okie dokie. There we go. Mm, all right. Uh.
1: All right. It's been, it's been a while. I um, I'm a little anxious that I'm gonna mess up the recording because it's been so long. I don't remember. I don't want to fuck this up, but it should be fine. Um. All right. Hello, Manny. How are you? I'm good how are you i am good i watched a lot of shit including the movies that we need to watch and most of it somehow connects to what we're gonna watch did you watch anything else
2: caught up to attack on titan no i mean um demon slayer mm-hmm. and i'm like halfway through uh jobless reincarnation
1: okay so for the next um for the next episode is Jobless gonna be the one that we watch okay.
2: I uh, also I got like McCaffrey the the book as well.
1: Really? That's really cool. Wow. When did you start it?
2: And apparently it has been um it got adapted by Junji Ito as well.
1: Really? Wow. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Okay. Dope. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Okay. That's good.
0: Reading. Reading is cool, I
1: guess. (laughs) Reading is cool. Um, All right. I guess. uh, I guess we'll just get into it then. Let me say. Let me say what I have been watching. Um, Because it's been it's been a couple things, some random ass movies. Um, we talked about The Shining. I watched that briefly. Um, have you ever heard of... This isn't really connected to what we're going to talk about today, but have you heard of the Bandersnatch Black Mirror thing? No. No? Okay. Well, have you heard of, like, the Telltale games, like The Walking Dead or (laughs) The Wolf Among Us? Yeah. They made a Black Mirror episode that's basically a Telltale game on Netflix, so, like, you go on Netflix and you click play and it's like you choose like what the characters are going to do kind of like the walking dead or something. And yeah, it is pretty cool. And the, the, the episode itself is about a game developer who's like making like a RPG where it's like, if you do this, you're going to go down this pathway. And if you do that, you'll go down that pathway. And it's kind of meta because that's what you're doing. Like you are literally doing that in the thing. And it's very like, matrixy where it's like what's what matters free will or fate like what matters to the main character what he wants to do or what you the player want to do but now that i'm red pilled and i watch the matrix and i understand the answer now um i'm playing the game fully aware of what the game is trying to tell me and i'm like fate matters not free will i will control everything this character does and um it can get pretty dark depending on your choices like there are some choices that make no fucking sense, but you can do them, like, kill your dad. Killing your dad doesn't do anything, <laughs> but you kill your dad, and it's, like, it causes this whole other plot line. Everything goes in this direction. And every single time you play the game, you're going to get an ending saying, like... Because the main character is developing a video game. And at the end of each, like, pathway, it's, like, the uh rating he gets on his game. So at the end of the pathway, if you didn't do it, like, correctly um, quote-unquote correctly, the game's gonna be like, uh, not a very good game. Two out of five. Uh, he just didn't do Bandersnatch right. So, it's meta. It's like telling you as a player, like, ah, you fucked up, because you want to get a good grade. But, I understand now, in order to do good when making the game about the branching pathways, the character has to understand that nothing matters, and that he has to submit to fate. So, when I, so when I kill the dad the character in the thing is like "Ah, what do you want me to do and he like looks up at the sky and then a choice pops up like chop him up or bury him and obviously you got to pick chop him up because that's the more brutal one and then you you pick chop him up and the character in the show goes really man fine (laughs) and then you see him chopping up his dad and then at the end it's like wow bandersnatch masterpiece five out of five did you hear the creator went insane and chopped up his dad crazy yeah but dope ass game so um it felt like the matrix like taught me how to enjoy this this little movie because i played this in high school when it first came out and i was like that ending sucked i don't feel like replaying the whole movie just so i can get a better ending um which is really annoying that you have to like watch the same scenes over and over again if you want to like get the better one um so, yeah, that was fun. And I just thought that tied in with the Matrix conversation. Um and I was very proud of myself. I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking won the game. I won Bandersnatch." So, there was that um Yeah, it is it is really cool. Then I watched I'm going to i I only want to mention the ones that are important. In the last episode When we were talking about matrix I shit on speed racer and I was like the Wachowskis made speed racer so you know matrix resurrections is like so bad but I never actually saw speed racer and I I wasn't happy that I said that so I watched it and speed racer is a flawed movie but it is infinitely better than matrix resurrections I rescind my statement that speed racer is bad um it, Speed Racer, like, like
2: the, the Japanese thing?
1: Speed Racer is a old, like, 60s anime, but the Wachowskis made a live-action, like, movie. Yeah, it came out in the
2: 2000s, right? The yes. movie they made?
1: Yeah. And
2: at the end, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't it, like, they review, like, that someone didn't die or something like that? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. I remember
2: watching it. I remember I watched the movie as a kid, and my whole life, I was like, I don't remember shit about the movie, but I remember that they tell you something at the end. The
1: ending (laughs) is is the most crazy, insane... It's impossible... It was impossible for me not to laugh. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Because he... What was it? Let me guess. It was like his
2: brother didn't die, already. Yes,
1: yes. The entire movie is centered around Speed Racer's relationship with his older brother, who's also into racing. And the movie implies there's a character named x and he's wearing like a goofy like power rangers outfit and he has like a mask on the whole movie so you're thinking as the audience member oh x is his older brother because when you go on wikipedia and you look up speed racer it literally says like the first thing on wikipedia is like speed racer likes to race his older brother x the bad guy is really his older brother but he doesn't know so it's like i guess it's in the anime so i'm sitting there thinking like all right they're gonna do what the anime did, but then there's a reveal like, no, um, the guy who's ex isn't his brother, and his brother really did die in that car crash 20 years oh. ago. So I was like, oh my god, that's so novel, like and creative. I'm so surprised they did that. And then in the final race, like X is like watching like speed racer in the final battle, and he's like, yeah, speed, yeah, yeah. And then at the very very end of the movie, after the battle finishes, um, uh, X's partner is like. You sure you don't want to tell your family what really happened? And then it does this, like, flashback sequence where he gets, like, plastic surgery to change his face so that no one knows who he is. It's so fucking funny. And it's like, why did you reveal that it's his brother after the fact? Like, what significance does that hold besides being goofy and silly? And I don't know. It's fun. It's funny. Like, I think that's pretty ironically, like, Cool, while also being somewhat, kinda, in a weird anime way, unironically cool. Um, It's a very funny movie at times, and, you know, it tries to have the goofiness of Matrix, but it goes a little bit too far with it sometimes, but sometimes it does work where, like, the goofiness and the seriousness are on, like, the same level. So, the movie is honestly kind of fun, and I would... How was the um, the visuals? Fucking amazing. Like, actually amazing. Like, have you ever seen Spy Kids 3? It has that tier level of animation, which is not amazing, but it's so unapologetically like, yo, we know this doesn't look real, but we're gonna kick it up to like 11. And I can't explain how the directing is until you see it. The way it's directed and shot is very goofy, but also very thoughtful. So that honestly carried the movie like every race scene was fantastic and i'm bringing this up because it will somewhat come into play when we talk about wind rises um but yeah speed racer is good it's way better than resurrections it's insane because like speed racer looks like in that way with with the race scenes the thoughtfulness towards the races is on par with the thoughtfulness towards the matrix movies so I watched that and I was like, what? Like, this isn't like resurrections. This is actually like trying. <laughs> and it's succeeding. Like the races are fucking fantastic. They're really good. Um, so that's that. And then I watched. Um, this is some this is not really related to anything we're talking about, but I watched a documentary um called Life Itself um about a popular film critic do you know who roger ebert is okay roger ebert is like was like the most popular movie criticism person ever like before youtubers existed he was like the guy and he had a tv show with like one of his friends where him and his friend talked about movies and that was like the show and it was really popular and everyone loved it and it was like a documentary on him And his life and how he thought about movies and stuff. Um, So it's basically what we do, essentially. We sit here, we talk about movies and shit. Um, And I'm not going to go into it too much, but I'll say this, Manny. It is the first time I have ever cried like really hardcore bawling in years. I have not cried in I think over like five years. The last time I remember crying was when my mom said she was gonna take away my Crunchyroll. That was the last time I, I cried, and this 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 was this movie was very good. Um, I I connected a lot with what I do here in this call, and when it comes to YouTube in general, and when it comes to movies in general, and how I think about them, and it was very emotionally resonant with me, and I would recommend it. Um, purely given that you do this as well um, I think it's something that you would enjoy so yeah there's that and then and then I watched um, I watched a movie called Tick Tick I I didn't watch this actually I tried to watch a movie called Tick Tick Boom have you heard of that that's like a new movie it's with Andrew Garfield's. and do you know who Lin- <laughs> yeah I know it's with Lin-Manuel Miranda do you know who that is no. He's the guy who made Hamilton, and um, he's like a musical person. He like writes all the songs for like the modern Disney movies, and Tick Tick Boom is a musical, um, and it's an autobiography. So, I didn't finish it, but that will come into play when we talk about Wind Rises. I will bring that up. And then, uh, I watched My Neighbor Totoro in a packed theater. With a bunch of people who were there to see my neighbor Totoro. And I'll talk, I'll probably talk about that before we get into anything else. And I also watched The Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, which is the documentary on HBO Max uh, about Studio Ghibli. Um, if you like, when you scroll down, you'll see like the two documentaries. I saw The Neverending Man, Hayao Miyazaki, when it came out. So I didn't watch that again, but. Um, I watched this one for the first time, which will come into play when we talk about Wind Rises. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff in that in that documentary. Um, It's basically just about Miyazaki and like Studio Ghibli when they're making Wind Rises. That's basically what the documentary is. Um, sure. But yeah, so I guess I will start. Did Miyazaki cry at the end. Yeah, he did. He actually did. It was like a it was like a big thing. He was like I've never cried at my own movie before, guys. That shit was crazy. Good job. And <laughs> it was it was very heartwarming. Um there's a lot to say about Wind Rises when when we get to it. Uh when it when it comes to like that documentary. So, all right, I guess I'll start with uh Totoro. Ready? Okay. So, when watching when talking about this, I'm going to reference our old conversations. So what we talked about, um, I listened back to our first, the episode 4, when we talked about Totoro when you watched it. And I'm going to reference Ponyo, since Ponyo is very similar to Totoro in many ways. And I spoke negatively about Ponyo. Um, and uh, it's important to go back and forth when talking about Totoro. So, I watched Totoro, rewatched it, and this time, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it a lot more than the first time I watched it. When we talked about it uh, like four months ago on that old episode, you were saying like, oh, it didn't impact me that much, and I was saying like, yeah, it didn't impact me that much either, but knowing me, if I watched it today, I might feel differently than when I felt when I was 18, and fucking 2020 Alley was right on the money um that is how i felt uh and i will also admit that being in a movie theater with a bunch of people that were excited to see it really did shape the experience in a positive way people were like people were laughing at like everything and i was like oh my god like i didn't even see that as a joke before but now recontextualized in a crowd like i kind of see like what the intention of the scene is supposed to be um it was it was a very lively setting and it It really bolstered the experience for me. Um, So I will admit that did come into play. If I watched it by myself, would I have enjoyed it as much? I Honestly, I don't know. But if I watch it from now on, I will think about this movie theater experience. And I will think about how positively it affected me. Um, So yeah, I had a lot of fun with the movie. And I'll just go through my notes one by one. Um all my notes are are centered around what we were saying in the previous uh episodes. So the reason why I enjoyed the movie, like you were saying like uh way back when that the movie isn't really about Totoro and like um there really isn't like a story, there really isn't like a structure, you know? Um the characters don't really go through a main arc and you are absolutely right about all those things. Um but for me, the enjoyment that I derived was from not Totoro, but the two main little girl characters, the the little sister and the older sister. Um, and when we were talking about Ponyo, I was like, you know, in order to like Ponyo, you have to find Ponyo cute and charming the whole movie. And it's impossible to do that because Ponyo's just she's very, she's very one note. She doesn't do a lot of things. So she can't carry the movie for an hour and a half. Right. These characters kinda can because they they do different shit. There's a very interesting dynamic between a ten-year-old like little girl and like a toddler. Um, it's there's a lot of really interesting interactions that they have that breeds a lot of variety. Um, you know, in the beginning, Mm -hmm. they're hanging out, they're running around the house like, look at look at the broken house. And um, and then there are moments where you know the little girl is like crying, and the older sister's like, "Hey, stop fucking crying!" And the other goes like, "No!" And then the older girl starts crying after that. Um, and I th- I think that I think Totoro is better because it never uh, gets stale. It's always doing something new, whether it's with the two main characters or whether it's when Totoro pulls up. Which another criticism you made with Totoro is that is only in the movie for like six minutes, and you're damn right, he is only in the movie for six minutes. But (laughs) the reason why that works is because he doesn't overstay his welcome. Ponyo is in the movie the whole time, and it gets old. You get get tired of Ponyo, she's not as cute. When she does magical shit, it doesn't really matter because you've kinda seen everything that she can do by the third act. But Totoro, he pulls up so infrequently that uh, whenever you do see him, it's like, hey, it's Totoro time. Let's go. <laughs> so Totoro is is cool. And you're right. The movie isn't really about him. It's kind of about the two main little girls. And to the extent that I genuinely feel like Totoro didn't have to be in the movie. You said that last time, too, where it's like Totoro didn't even have to be in the movie. It wasn't even about him. And you're absolutely right. But his inclusion was a welcome one. Um, and... Uh, you know when it comes to the dynamic between a older uh sibling character and a younger sibling that is even more evident that it works in like grave of the fireflies because grave of the fireflies is basically what i just said where it's like a a story about an older character and a younger character just kind of hanging out and grave Mm. of the fireflies has like a really big conflict and there's like you know um, a lot of like there is a story in that one but for the most part it's just kind of these two characters just hanging out vibing. And I feel like Totoro is the exact same thing but with a little bit of magical shit uh sprinkled in. And I think it's I think the sprinkled in magical shit is handled a lot better than Ponya. Um <coughs> so uh let's see. I'm just looking through my notes really quick. Uh and you know, we were also saying like you know, what's the meaning of Totoro? Is there something that I'm not getting? Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> right? Um, Totoro, Totoro is, M- Miyazaki's movies, especially by this point, have really proven that sometimes he just kind of makes, he said something in the documentary that I wrote down that really is kind of telling of how a lot of his movies are. He, he This is what Miyazaki said in the movie, like, this is like something that I wrote down. I And I quote, Some of the staff is really baffled by my movies. I really am not going off any guidelines. The movies write themselves through me. I've had staff tell me they had no idea what's going on in my films. When we were making Spirited Away, even I didn't understand it. The way I see it, we may never understand them. The world isn't simple enough to understand in words. So, um, I think that's very telling of the fact that Miyazaki... Like, sometimes his movies feel boring because he's not going on a structure. He's not going on a strict story. He's just kind of writing what he emotionally feels in the moment. And if you can resonate with that thing, that whatever he's trying to do, then you're going to have a good time. For me personally, um, Kiki's Delivery Service was that movie that really clicked with me. Like, all of his movies are basically like that, but Kiki's was the one where I was like, I get this. Howl's was the one where I get this. And Spirited Away was the one where I didn't get it. Uh, mm. Princess was the one where I didn't get it. Still liked Princess because, you know, blood and violence. But um, Totoro uh, was also one where I didn't get it. But now I kind of get it um, I because I'm older. I, you know, I can resonate with, like, being a kid and having, like, an older sibling and you know, going to a friend's house that you've never been to before, and running around being like, ah, ah, "What's that room? Oh my god, new stairs! Da, 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 da. Whoa, what's going on?" Like, I they run, they run
0: too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: speed, very,
2: very fast people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, In and every movie,
2: every Ghibli movie, they're like blazing fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Miyazaki likes when people run. He likes, Especially like, Mononoke. They're so fast. Yeah. Way. I know. It's intentional in Mononoke, though. Like, it's the whole point. But to, to say if you were to ask me like, what's the point of fucking Totoro? Um, <laughs> I would say that it's It's mainly about just the the value of like the innocence of like childhood. Like it's about these two characters and how they're children. And they're just trying to go through this, like, kind of difficult time where their mom's not around. And uh, they're happy, but they also get sad sometimes. It's it's about just the range of emotions that you feel during that time. And whether that resonates with you or not is... is um, it's kind of a luck of the draw. Like, sometimes it will or sometimes it won't. And it kind of did uh, in the same way that Kiki's resonated with me. So that's what I liked about that one. And I also wanted to mention the ending with like the mom being sick, and the little girl. I, one thing I really like about Totoro compared to Ponyo, we, we were talking about Ponyo and we criticized how Ponyo, like, oh, there's the fucking dad, and and there's the fish mom, but like they don't do anything until the end. And there's all this implied importance, like, like, like hey, here's the story in the background, but watch them chill, like for the most part, right? Miyazaki wants them to chill. He wants to show you the hangout shit, he doesn't want to show you the story stuff, but why would you? Why even do the story stuff if it's not going to amount to anything? You might as well just not have a fish dad. Totoro doesn't really have a story for most of it up until that final bit near the end. So the movie isn't baiting you. The movie isn't uh, lying to you, saying that there is a story. And it's much more honest about like, yeah, these characters are just going to kind of hang out for an hour. And if you like it, then you like it. And if you don't, then you don't. And I... I, I respect that a lot more than Ponyo where it's just like you kind of have this more interesting thing happening in the background. Totoro doesn't have anything more interesting happening in the background until the very end where it becomes the main focus of the movie. Um, even though it doesn't amount to anything, that doesn't matter because you you don't, you don't never really cared about like whether her mom was going to die or not. That's not what you wanted to see by the end of the movie. You kind of want to see them chill and be happy and vibe. And then at the end when it's revealed, like, don't worry, bro. They're still going to chill. They're still going to be happy. They're still going to vibe. It's like... The, the best ending that you could ask for um so uh those were some comparisons with Ponyo let me see if there's anything else uh I also wrote down I just wrote down a lot of the things a lot of the points that I made in Ponyo um and wrote a little thing for Totoro right after um da, 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 da. Mm. bear with me oh um okay this is i'm very happy i wrote this down i wrote we talked about how ponyo is a baby movie and how ponyo is like made for like six-year-olds it's not even made for adults like if you're older you can't derive a lot of value from it because it's not really saying anything totoro is a movie made for adults it's a movie with kids but it is geared towards an adult audience because like i think if you're a kid like i think this there's so many scenes where it's like where the older character and the younger character bounce off each other's in in ways that adults are really going to value a lot more than kids like you know the part where they where the kid the the little girl is crying and then the older sister's like yo stop crying and they're like no and then the older sister starts crying i think that's something that like me personally i i resonated with a lot like watching it um and Mm -hmm. There were a lot of other scenes where like it was um it was like, you know, uh the little sister goes to the older sister's school and the grandma's like, she couldn't stop crying. She just said she wanted you. Like, you know, I've been through that as that kid, being the one crying, while also being that older sibling where the little sister crying and you're like, What's wrong? Like, what's the fucking matter? And they just like want to hang out with you. They don't want to hang out with anyone else. Um, so I I feel like it was kind of geared towards an older audience, unlike Ponyo. It's everything that Ponyo wasn't, basically. Um, I just want to say that, like, basically everything I said in Ponyo, this movie doesn't really do. Uh, it's it's much better in like every way. And um, I guess I guess that's it. I guess that's that's mostly what I wanted to say about Totoro. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It's one of the few Miyazaki movies that. Did resonate with me um and like clicked in the right way. This isn't the same pantheon as like Kikis and Howls in like the fact, like, dude, I get it. It it makes sense. Um so Totoro certified hood classic. Uh seven out of ten. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. And I I also wanted to say, like, you know, I've said before, like, if a is only good in the theater then it's not really good, is it? Because I say that about Spider-Man. So if that applies to Totoro, um, I have to really be conscious about my rating. Like, if I only enjoyed it because I saw it in the theater, uh, is it a good movie? I, I'm struggling to answer that question right now. Um, but regardless, I am going to love this movie because of that experience. And if I watch it again... I will always watch it through the framework of I saw this in the theater, this is this is the appeal of like this scene, this was supposed to be a joke, this is supposed to be funny, this is supposed to put, put a smile on your face. And I think it will work cuz I don't think it's like Spider-Man where it's like like, you know, they wait for the laugh. Like I feel like if you're watching it by yourself in your house, you're still going to smile like when they do cute shit in the house. It's still going to have that kind of value. So I don't really think it's going to be that bad when I watch it uh, the next time. I think it's still going to be pretty fun, um, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Seven out of ten. Um, that's Totoro. All right. So, uh, let's what see. What theater did you watch this? Thing? I watched this at the Coolidge Corner Theater. So this is the Art House Theater that did Taxi Driver that one time, and they do. Uh, artsy movies here and there and it's kind of like a community um in the in the city so it was sold out because people really respect this theater people really like it and um a lot of people will go to it when they do these one-time screenings for for movies like this so uh a lot of like i watched the shining there as well that was the one that i was talking about that was also like really fun and that was sold out so yeah and they're going to do Nausicaa in a couple months, so I'm going to go watch Nausicaa in that theater again, too.
2: In Brookline?
1: Uh, I think? Bru- Brookline. Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Coolidge? Is it in Brooklyn? Is Brooklyn in Boston? Coolidge Corner Theater. Brook? Yeah, Brookline. Mm-hmm.
2: Brookline. Is it Like Brickl- uh, Is it pronounced Brooklyn?
1: Um... I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I never knew there was a Brooklyn in Boston. I mean, in Massachusetts,
2: like fucking Worcester, Worcester.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a very fun theater. I would really like it if you went. I I kept thinking to myself, "Fuck me! I wish Manny could be here with me and like experience the movie in this kind of setting. He might have enjoyed it a lot." Um. So. If you're ever in Massachusetts, uh consider going would, there. Oh
2: yeah, I'll uh, that that that's so cool.
1: Yeah, that's where I watched 2001 a space odyssey too. Like a lot of the movies that I tell you I see, I go there to watch. Um so, yeah. All right. Uh which one which one do you want to start with? I'm not really sure. Um we can start with I kind of want to do Grave of the Fireflies and Wind Rises back to back because those are both the war movies and I feel like they bounce off each other very well if we want to talk about both of those. So, do you want to talk you, about Grave or you you like ca- Castle?
2: I you you just get Castle,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, castle is very much its own thing compared to Grave of the Fireflies and the other ones. And I've gone on record saying that this was my favorite Ghibli movie before we started this marathon. I said, and I, I've, at that time, I had seen Totoro, Spirited Away, Princess. Um, Cat Returns, oh. Howl's, and Kiki's. And then, and then Castle in the Sky. Those were like the seven Ghibli movies that I have seen, which are kind of the main ones, uh, honestly, except for like Cat Returns, like the main Ghibli movies, and Ponyo. And Castle in the Sky was the one that resonated with me the most, and that I enjoyed the most. I watched it at a very right place, right time in college, where this kind of movie clicked with me a bunch. And now... Did it work as much? Yes. It resonated with me just as much. But in the grand scheme of everything that we've watched uh, before this, it does not um, click or does not work as well as other ones. But I still had a good time. Um, This is the most anime of all the Ghibli movies like this one is the most unapologetically like we're going on an adventure and we're gonna fight the bad guy and this is the magic and I got a gun (laughs) so I I honestly I enjoy this one just because it it feels the most actiony of them all it feels like the stakes are so high it's kind of like it's kind of like a JRPG, like, like Final Fantasy or something. Like the final level, the final mission. You go to the weird map that you, you saw off screen for so long. And it's like, oh my God, we're finally going to travel to that location, fight the final boss. Um, so I had a lot of fun in that sense. I love that she gives him a gun. It's like, you know, in a JRPG, new weapon acquired. Like that's exactly what would have happened. Um, uh, this movie, I like it because of how, Actiony it is, and I really like the main themes of love, and I really like how they're handled in this movie, um, which which I'll get into. But what did you think about it?
2: Uh, I, was, I, I thought the movie was fun. Mm-hmm. This, I watched this. This is the first movie I watched out of the three. Mm-hmm. So I watched. I watched it a while ago.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. But
2: but it, it was fun. Yeah. To me, this movie is like on the same like tier of like um
1: what's that N- the other movie? Nausicaa?
3: No.
2: Um Earthsea. Really? Kinda,
1: wow. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting.
2: Cause I feel like this one's more actiony, but I feel like they're both kinda like adventure. Yeah. Not really as much of an adventure in y but
0: yeah
2: really like action I didn't like Mononoke, but I feel like i I kind of put these in the same tier, you know what I mean, but this was i think this was more of an enjoyable watch,
1: yes, to I think the whole
2: concept of Laputa was way more interesting than anything ery pulled off,
1: um, yes, yeah, I think that a lot of people uh. And this, this is the only one I didn't
2: take notes on. That's okay.
1: That's okay. I I took a lot of notes, and I have a lot to say. I there's I can understand if if you feel like there's not a lot to say. Um, I have questions, so I can I can steer this one. Um, I I'm interested I'm surprised you say that it's like it's in the same tier as Earthsea because I guess it is. I can understand where you're coming from when you say that, but um, I felt like this one was a lot more, quote unquote enjoyable than earthsea i mean i like earthsea a lot but um at least in reference to what most people would feel with earthsea where it's like oh that one was not very fun and there wasn't a lot going on i feel like there is stuff constantly going on in this one i do feel like it is very well paced and um it never it never takes like a like a breath it never takes a break it's like constantly going at it um so i'm surprised you say it's like earthsea in that sense but
2: Oh, yeah, it's one me most most of Earthsea, out of every
1: other one. Yeah. You know? I um that's that's cool. It's very interesting.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the ending, like not the ending, but like the third act when they end lap with it, I feel like it was in the Earthsea Castle and the dude was like the Earth yeah. The Earthsea podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I, I, I'm I, yeah, not saying, I kind not of saying agree.
2: like they're like
1: this i know you're not saying oh, that in a weird. bad way yeah yeah yeah, um, I like yeah i um i do agree it did kind of have an earth sea bad guy where he was like there's love sucks fucking th- th- the earth must die and it's like no the love is light so... <laughs> it's kind of the same I'm thing just, i don't know
2: this one kind of has recency bias but how did how did Caps in the Sky like end? What was it, like the last scene?
1: The last scene? I think it was just kind of them in the ship flying off. I don't remember the flying very last off. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I've given this a lot. Of I, I
2: love. I, I really like the Earthsea ending. Yeah. I'm, like I'm thinking like we're trying to like more, but the, the Earthsea ending. Like,
1: the Earthsea ending was out. was much she more profound. Yeah. She yeah. Died. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the
2: dragon.
1: Yeah. I think overall what Earthsea <laughs> is saying is a lot more uh is the way it's saying it is a lot more interesting and a lot more thoughtful than how Castle in the Sky is saying it. Castle in the Sky is very much just like your average anime joint where like characters will run around, they'll fight something, and then they'll say their morals to the screen like love and earth and peace you should have these values too viewer and then you know they beat the bad guy so it's a it's very simple in that sense um yeah i,
2: I feel like um i feel like the the first and second parts of castle of sky are better than Earthsea, but i feel like the final act right i think Earthsea has the edge on it
0: yeah i really you know,
2: like the initial like scene where they started like running then the dad was like yeah, they dude. <laughs> they like they run on the train tracks and everything's like
1: blowing up and shit.
2: Yeah, like that. That was cool. That was entertaining. But
1: major pork over. I
2: don't know. I thought I, I thought kind of let me down.
1: Mm. I thought it
2: was gonna be a bit more
1: interesting. Yeah. I know. I, get there, it's like, it's I know. I hyped it up. What what's dead?
2: <laughs> like the whole like floating city. I thought it would be oh. like crazy.
1: Oh, you thought like there would be people in there. It was, like, it was it? like
2: dead robots. Well they
1: I don't explained it. There's yeah. some more. Hmm. I can understand. Yeah, I can understand that not being cool. I I really liked that it was kind of more technologically advanced than like anything else. And I thought mm-hmm. that the way the the like I don't know. I really liked how the guy basically could control the entire city with like a with like the pearl and he could like do whatever he wanted with it and i thought the stakes got really high near the end when the boy was like fucking like walking on the bottom of it like grabbing the vines and shit like i was like oh my god this is like a video game this is fucking cool <laughs> and i thought it was so crazy when like he he like is hanging on the edge of like the the pipe that shoots out the robots i was like that's fucking cool as shit so I, I understand where you're coming from. For me, it, it did kind of live up to my expectations for what I'd expect from a finale um, because compared to everything else, I do feel like it does kind of uh, up the stakes and pay off like everything that it's set up. You see the robot and you're like, oh my God, I wonder what the robot's place is like. And then you see the robot's place and it's fucking cool as shit and it looks like it's from like a more modernized like world. Um, so yeah, I I did like that. Let's see. Uh but I will I will say the first and second bit are very very good. I give this movie a lot of credit in its writing. I think this movie is very 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 well paced. I I think that for an adventure movie the it feels varied. It doesn't feel like repetitive and like feels like it's doing the same thing over and over again. You might say the same thing about you might say tales can be like kind of treading the same ground for a little while where it's like oh the dude is you know depressed and he's dealing with his problems like mentally and it feels like they're kind of doing that for the whole first and like second half but with this one you know they're on they're on the earth and they're running away from the spy people and then they get captured by the spy people and then they got to go save lapida um or what's her name Sheeta? they got to go save Sheeta, and then uh they're on the ship with the pirates and now they're gonna go to lapida so I don't know it's very you know you can you can section them off very like well and i like like i said i like when they jump around i like when it's a fucking adventure i like when they do that and they do that in this movie it really resonates with me in that sense um so that really worked for me uh and the other reason why i like this movie is because yes it is very action-packed yes it is very exciting and there's a lot of you know planes and a lot of fighting and And all that stuff. But usually Miyazaki won't do that. Miyazaki will have movies where it's kind of Totoro style. Kiki style. Where they're just kind of hanging out. And they're just kind of vibing. And it's just about how you resonate with the characters. And um, watching these real people have real interactions. Genuine human moments with each other. And Castle in the Sky, to me, does a really good job at being the human experience Miyazaki movie that he likes to make while also being the fun, action-packed Miyazaki movie that he never makes anymore, um, but is deep down really good, but he just never like goes out of his way to do. And that's kind of why I fucking love this movie, because, you know, my goopy goblin gamer brain, <laughs> it satiates that, <laughs> where it's just like, you know, like cool shit is happening, but... um the relationship between these two main characters and the side characters but like the pirate woman and stuff there's a lot of stuff in the movie that is never directly said or never directly communicated and it's just you you just resonate with it throughout and it kind of carries you through this movie I I love I love when characters main characters in a movie don't hate each other like in the movie I know that's I know that's weird to say but like how do I? Let me think about how to say this. Most movies where two where characters that haven't met each other yet end up meeting each other. It's like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And they're like fucking mad at each other. And then in the third act, they become friends and your best buddies. And then they're happy. Um, that's how a lot of like squad movies go: Suicide Squad, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like. A, a lot of a lot of like toy story even like is kind of that way when i when i when i click on a movie especially a squad movie where it's like watch these niggas going on an adventure i don't want to see my people not like each other or be mad at each other for like 45 minutes and then they're cool in the last bit i want to see them be a squad and just go on the adventure and be happy the whole time a lot of movies feel like they have to have them be mad at each other at the beginning because there's no way we can convince the audience that these guys just randomly become friends, like, out the gate. But in real life, people are people are friendly, man, you know? Like, people will mm. just, like, become friends uh, just out the gate, which is one of the best parts about all of JoJo. Like, a lot of, except for, like, part two, basically every JoJo arc, the side characters and the main JoJo just kind of become friends just because... It's natural for people to become friends, you know? They don't have to be mad at each other out the gate. That's what makes part four, like, so interesting. That's why Ogiyasu and Josuke just start hanging out, like, immediately in part four. And that's why part three is my personal favorite, because you have all these characters of all these different ethnicities that don't know anything about each other. And they're just like, you know, it doesn't have to be like Vegeta and Goku, where it's like, fuck you, fuck you. It's, it's just kind of like... All right, let's go on the adventure. They don't even know each other. They don't, they're not super close, but they get closer and you start liking them more and they start becoming more friendly. And that's how this goes. She does not like, you know, she's a girl and a dude just like, you know, invited her into her house and you know, she's probably, she should be probably really scared, but she's not. She's just like, Oh, Hey, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Pazu. And it's like, Oh, well. Cool. I I jumped out of a plane yesterday. Really? That's cool. Like, it's just, it's so heartwarming to see stuff like that. And it reminds me of JoJo. It reminds me of uh, Road to El Dorado. It reminds me of movies that I like where characters are just fucking vibing. And they're not fighting. They're not fighting. These two characters are never mad at each other. They love each other the whole time. And even the pirate lady loves them the whole time, you know? Um, I think I really resonate with everything uh, that's happening between the characters in this movie because it feels real. It feels like it feels like real life in the same way that other Miyazaki movies feel like real life, you know? You don't need an explanation for why they're friends. They just are friends because that's just life, you know? Um, that is honestly one of the main things that makes me love this movie. I love how like, shippy they are. The two main characters. Um... <laughs> you know like you you know that part at the end of Princess Mononoke where like like he's doing the thing at the end and then he he like he like grabs grabs the girl to me the entire movie of Castle in the Sky has a lot of that kind of energy they're like they like hug each other a bunch they're like there's so many like relationshipy moments but the movie doesn't like ever show the girl blush or anything like that she's not going to blush because she's not self-conscious she's not worried about what the boy thinks about her she she's confident that they both like each other and he's confident that she likes her because they're just friends. They're just cool. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know, there's that part where they're on the ship and he puts the blanket over her and they're both cuddled in the blanket and they're both just talking to each other. Like, like, I hope this works. I hope this adventure goes well. And he's like, yeah, me too. And then they get to laugh and It's like, oh my God, I got to there's just, there's so many like great moments. Um, if we're going to compare like the princess Modernoke, cling, um, the the one that was on par with that in this movie was, like, when the when everything's burning and, like, the the castle's all fucked up and the robot dies. And they have to, like, fly back to her. And it's like, quick, grab her. And he's, like, upside down. He's like, grab me. And she's like, ah, and he does the upside down grab. To me, that was, like, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like, that was my Princess Mononoke okay moment. um So... Yeah, there were a lot of things that I really liked about this movie. Uh, that was the main reason why I enjoyed it. the The whole theme of love was very simple and very basic, but like I always say, a story can be predictable while simultaneously being um, uh, enjoyable. If you really connect with, like you know, the story and it feels like it has a lot of heart, then you can still enjoy it. Uh, then and I did. I th- I thought it was really good. Um, very varied very fun uh let's see what else i wanted to ask you what you thought of the dub because i'm assuming you watched a dub right <laughs> yeah did no no um strong impressions
2: No, nah, i think all, all the you know they're all, good. all the are good
1: yeah i i watched this and i when i watched it in 2018 i watched it dubbed and this time i watched it subbed but the dub is good i really like the dub i really like the bad guy the the white guy with like the glasses but he, you watch it, i watched it dubbed for the first time like way back when and i love the dub back then so like i think about it a lot and i remember like how they sound but this time i watched it subbed um mm-hmm. so the uh the english dub has mark hamill luke Cy- luke skywalker as uh, the bad guy, aka the Joker. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god!" I remember as a kid, like it, when I was 18, and I watched. This, I'm like, "Is that fucking Joker, bro?" And there are so many times where he's like, "Laputa will fall, Shita. and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the Joker." <laughs> so I, um, I really like the English dub. I really like that bad guy. I think he, I think he, I think Mark Hamill does a really great job at portraying him. Um, sometimes you can hear the Joker come out a little bit, which is really fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think the dub does a really good job at, like, writing some lines better. Uh, and the final, like, confrontation where, like, the dude, the 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 Pazu comes in, he's like, I hit the crystal, like, don't attack Lapetuk or else you're not going to get the crystal. Let me talk to her. And the dub, uh, like, what's his name? Um, Mark Hamill's like you have one minute starting now. Like, cause he, cause cause Pazu says, I'll give you the crystal. If you let me talk to Lopito real quick. And he's like, all right, one minute starting now. And it, it's, you know, a lot of tension, very, very good line. And the, in the sub it's like, he's like, all right, you got three minutes. It's like, dude, what the fuck? That's a, that's a long, that's a long time. Three minutes to talk. Um, you know they they might conspire to do something to fuck up your plan and that's exactly what they do <laughs> it's just like okay so um i kind of have mixed feelings about the dub and the sub i don't like the main character in the dub i think he sounds really old for his age but um i do think the sub overall like is performed very well i love the voices in the sub um and yeah i i guess that's the main stuff i wanted to say uh, I like the pirate woman. I think she's a really, she's like was a really fun. good. Yeah, she was fun. I okay. Mm-hmm. One part that I thought was really good when she was like, wear this, Lafida, and Lafida takes it out and it's like the grandma pants. It's like, oh, Lopita's not gonna wear that. Next scene, it shows them like walking side by side. You see the grandma walk, and then you see Lafada, and she's wearing the pants, and she, it looks it looks badass as fuck, man. I think the poofy pants, parachute pants, look. <laughs> Look amazing. I love the diz- I love the outfits in this movie, dude. I think the outfits are fucking amazing. I love Lapita's pants. I love I love Pazu's like like little construction hat and shit. Um I think all of that is fantastic. Uh it reminds me of a JRPG, you know? It reminds me of like like Final Fantasy and and stuff like that. Uh in the design of Lapita and just the design of the two main characters. Um I also wanted to say that this movie does kind of connect with me a little bit more because I I know about a series called Future Boy Conan which Miyazaki made before he started making any of his movies. And mm. Castle in the Sky is just that, I believe. Based on if you go if you look up the poster, the characters in Future Boy Conan look exactly like the characters in Castle in the Sky. And if you look at like if you look up a trailer or something, there are so many like parts where they're like on planes and shit, so I've never seen the show, but like the robots, like the main robots in Castle in the Sky are from Future Boy Conan. Like they're from that. And I was like, oh my God, like that's so cool. And it just kind of feels like Miyazaki, the series that he put all of his love and effort into, it kind of just feels like he's doing that again in movie form, which I really like. Um, Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's really cool. And, and that, that really does. Con- yeah.
2: Yeah. She... She looks also looks like a an older version of Kiki.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess she does. I think you're right.
2: And the the pirates in this movie look like the pirates in Portugal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything everything in this movie kind of bleeds into another movie later on, which is really nice. I like watching the old movies and seeing how it affects their new movies in the future. It's always it's always nice to see that. Um Uh, I'm going to peruse my notes very shortly, but I think, uh, I think that's mostly what I got to say about this movie. I don't know if there's much else. I think the action was really good. I thought the stakes were really high. I think, I think the final set piece of the castle is really well done. I think the character progression of the pirate woman is very well done as well. Um, I like the animation. Like I said, I really like this old style of animation more than like the digital, like post princess mononoke like era um this this one this stuff really resonates with me more uh yeah um let's see i wrote down that i re- i liked the scene in the cave where they're talking about like the stones and like the power of like laputa um with the uncle like where like if you break a stone you can see like this rare mineral but if it's exposed to air then like it immediately goes away i just wrote that Mm -hmm. down i i thought that was really cool um i like the conversation that the boy has with the old lady about like being a man and she's you know Miyazaki loves his, like, relationships in his movies, and I thought that conversation when, like, he's tied up, and he's like, please, I have to go save Shida, and she, and I don't remember what she says, but what she says to him like, was really profound and, like, thoughtful. It's like, do you really want to save her? And he's like, yes, I do, and then his eyes have that, like, that, like, those white bubbles in his eyes, and it's like, alright, kid, let's go, and it's like, what, mom? You're really (laughs) bringing him along? So, um, I thought that was really nice. Uh, um, Uh let's see. Mm. Yeah,
0: the old lady probably the
2: best character.
1: Yeah, she was really cool. I thought a lot I thought all the characters were really nice. I liked her her sons. I thought they were very very funny. I thought there was a lot of good moments with them. And their design was very silly too. They look a lot like the like the bad guys in Castle of Cagliostro, which we haven't seen, but um that's also something that resonated with me. Mm uh yeah i think that is i think that's mostly it um really good really good i think this is compared to like his other worlds i think this is a very interesting like universe you know i just i like this setting i like this (laughs) this planet they're on i like the the magic i like the robots i like the the pirates and stuff um, I think this is as interesting as like, like Nazca. It's like on that same level, okay. to me. So, okay. yeah. And Howls, Howls and Nausicaa, Like in terms of like uh, Miyazaki, was, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say Howls.
2: I was gonna say Howls. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Howls that's that's probably the best like Miyazaki setting, um, out of all of them. But I think that's all I gotta say. Uh, Castle in the Sky. Um, it's a bad in my book. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's really good. What would you give it? 6? six. 96. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, I need to know your ratings because I have my, my like list for you. Like my list that I would guess for you. I have to, mm. I have to, um, put these movies onto that. So i'll uh hmm where would you put castle in the sky you did the whole the whole 22 yes oh yeah yeah you don't have to do it if you don't want to um but yeah oh man i i've been looking at my list like yoshikage kira i'm out here like hmm hmm." (laughs) it's it's so fun to look at my list i put so much thought into it um it's really cool. We watched every Ghibli movie. Not many people can say that. Dude, yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh,
2: so yeah. crazy. And I can say that.
1: Yeah, you can say that. And then people will ask you like, "Oh my god, like which one's your favorite?" And you can be like, "This one is my favorite. I know it is." It is. And you can explain yourself. "Uh, it's going to be so good." Um, all right. So, now we can get into the uh the crazy ones. Do you want to talk about Wind Rises first or grave of the fireflies. I would like to talk about fireflies, not because I think Rises is, be- is better and I'm like going in that order, just because I think it would be cooler to talk about fireflies first. But uh, it's a- All right. So, Iseo Takahata, um <laughs> one of one of his first movies. I don't know if it is his first movie. I don't it's not his it's not his first <laughs> movie, but it might be his first like Ghibli movie. So, one of the reasons why I compare Grave of the Fireflies to Totoro in the sense that, you know, the relationship between the older and younger character really works well in Totoro, is because um, these movies came out at the same time. And in theaters, they actually were like screened as a double feature watch Totoro and then watch Grave of the Fireflies um because they're kind of i know it's so weird like and it's it's said on like imdb i don't know how reliable imdb is but it said people would just walk out of the theater after totoro because they don't want to watch fireflies because it's so sad like after they just watched the cute bunny movie um yeah it's i don't know there was like a weird thing where like like one of them couldn't get made if they didn't make the other so they had to kind of make both and it was interesting um but they are similar in that sense. They are intentionally similar, where it's like older character, younger character, going through life at a young age, da 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 da. So it's intentional, like how similar these movies are in a sense. Uh, so it was really cool that I happened to watch them that way. It was cool that I coincidentally watched Totoro and then Fireflies like back to back. Fireflies was the first one I watched after Totoro. Um, because it was the most excited one. I-, I was the most excited for Fireflies. I'm doing a thing now where I watch the one I like most. And then I go like down the list. Um, so yeah. I started with Fireflies. And I was not disappointed. I thought this movie was very good. Um, what did you think?
2: I thought the movie was good as well.
0: hmm
2: You know... Surprisingly... I didn't think this was like the saddest one, though.
1: Oh, I, I, um, hold on. Let me think about that. What do I think is the saddest Ghibli movie? Hmm. I probably, I'm going to tell you, like. To me, it's Kaguya. Kaguya is really sad
2: to me. The thing is, like, with Fireflies, it has this reputation. And it has, like, this aura around yes. it.
3: And once you watch
2: it, you know things are going to get bad to worse. You're already expecting the worst. So it's not like you since you're already expecting it, it's it's not really a a gut wrenching like sadness you feel or devastation.
0: Mm-hmm. There's other
2: movies, giving movie movies. I felt at the end I was devastated. Like, yes, yeah. I'll talk about I'll talk about that uh, later, but it's not the saddest one. But I agree. But in, in what's actually being shown is, of course, the saddest. Yes.
1: Right? I think. Um, are, are you saying no. that? Go ahead. I go ahead. I was gonna ask you: Are you saying that this one was because of its kind of hype? As like, oh my god, this movie was emotionally draining, bro. I watched a lot of reviews of it, like after I watched yeah. it, and people were like, "I'm never watching this movie again." It was so hard. Like, this movie was very sad. I have seen sadder movies. I consider Kagia to be a sadder movie. I kind of consider Wind Rises to be.
2: A... I was just gonna. Say, that's why I'm saving that one for later. Yeah, I, was, I think that one. <laughs>
1: sadder as well yeah
2: it's like you know people i think people overdo it i think honor honor is sadder like
0: mm-hmm. like things like that but yeah
2: it, i mean I, uh, but of course i said like what is being shown to you and yes. what they're experiencing is sadder than right. all the other ones yeah that's real you know i don't feel that and maybe if we saw it when it came out we would have been fucked up but
1: i think that I think I'll going like, going into it knowing about it is going into it knowing about it, but also not being I feel like we are somewhat des I don't know if desensitizes the white word, but we've watched every other Ghibli movie at this point. So we mm. we know the full range of like, you know, the emotion. good, the bad, like uh, every every emotion that these movies can express. And I feel as if A lot of people don't watch every Ghibli movie. They watch Spirited Away, Princess, you know, fucking Castle and stuff. So they get to this one and they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, you know, so um, and, you know, you have to also take into account a lot of people who aren't into anime, like probably watch this movie who aren't really into movies. So to them, the studio that makes Spirited Away and all these like beautiful, like magical things, uh, Totoro for them to make *Grave of the Fireflies*, to them it's really novel and like, holy shit! Like, this is a war movie. Oh my god! Like, yeah. So. I just, yeah, it's yeah.
2: Just like just looking at the the catalog of it, in Ghibli, and then this that, this outlier of Fireflies is like so massive. So like, yeah. Like people like think of Ghibli, think of *Spirit Away*, *Howls*, *Princess*, *Ponyo*, and fucking yeah. And total, yeah. right? And then yeah. like you watch fireflies, and you're like what
1: the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this but, um, it's kind of breached the mainstream. It's not just for anime fans. If you're an anime fan, you're like, oh, I've probably I've seen worse. But um, if you're a normie, then you're probably watching this, like, what the fuck? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely understand. It's so it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny.
2: Like imagine you, <laughs> you, watch
1: *Cat Returns*, you watch
3: fireflies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you watch Whisper the Heart and turn on fireflies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um <laughs> it's it's very sad and it's also I I I really don't want to be disrespectful towards this movie because I think it is very good. And I think it is very sincere and I do respect it a lot and I do enjoy it a lot. But this doesn't I was expecting something a little bit more I don't know if this is the right word. Original? Like, it felt felt like I've seen this before. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen war movies before, and there are war movies like this where it's like, oh, we have to hold up in our, like, thing, and, like, no one's going to come and help us, and we're going to, like, die. I've seen movies like that. And it's really sad to watch it happen to, like, a little girl, and I've never seen that before. I've never seen it done in animation, um, not to say that this isn't a well executed good movie I've just seen it before and I've also seen i've seen worse I've watched more fucked up movies than this so mm. yeah uh I agree it's not like the craziest shit in the world people think this is crazy you should watch some of the movies I've seen but yeah uh let's get into the good stuff because i think i think there is a lot of good stuff in this one
2: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff um one thing and one thing one thing that really stands out is uh just the firebombing, like yeah dude it it really does put things into spe- perspective because like because you, you know you think of the two bombs the two atomic bombs dropped right
0: right but then like
2: this the, like just the fire the fire runs and shit this is so forgotten like yeah when this shit was happening i was like Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this year it did happen. Yeah. Like, they just yeah. did fires like burn shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Same thing. Um, uh, the UK did that a lot with Germany, but they just put shit on fire in Germany.
1: R- wow, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, was. it's like, <laughs> but yeah, this movie puts it into in perspective. It's like, it's, it's, their their view of like what's going on is interesting because like his dead dad is in the navy. And they look up to their dad. So their dad can't be on the wrong side or the bad side of history, right? Yeah. But it's like, when you're watching this, it, it's like, damn, America is doing this. But you're like, America was kind of right, though. This, or movie, like-
1: this movie was really shocking to me because I always considered, like, the... the. I'm very uneducated when it comes to war, and I'll admit that. But I always kind of saw, like, the Hiroshima bombing as, like, the... like. Whoa, bro! You you took it to the innocent people. That's taking it hella far. But this movie and I and what you're saying it's kind of just like no nah, innocent people were always like getting fucked like in, in yeah. these kind of things. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really this, sad.
2: This, it's always going to be a collateral. But you know, I actually think about the bombs a lot too. Just the the thought process behind the bombs. Like once we Japan versus America. Once we when they took all the islands, and we came back, Pearl Harbor, and we took all the islands back, it was either like it was pretty much we invade mainland Japan, we took all the islands, now we invade Japan, or no one, get, none of us gets hurt, we just drop two bombs on them you know. So it's like if you if you're the leader at the time, which is like, are you gonna send your men to go like over, like really on Japanese mainland, yeah, to like go fight over there? Or are you just going to sit back and bomb them? And they, and they didn't even <laughs>
1: really want to do that. Like, at least from my understanding, you said that, Did from my understanding, like, Japan shot first, like, out of nowhere. It's like, bro, what yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that was the idea, because, like, you know, they didn't want to take over Japan. They're going over there fighting. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: exactly. That's the thing. Like, we're not even trying to take over. And the bombs, it's not only, not only Pearl Harbor, that was just like a smack in the face, right? But, yeah. Also not also do you side with Hitler, but also what they what Japan did to China. You heard about that? You know no, about that stuff? No. You don't know about what Well say saw it. the rape the ra- huh? Say it, I might remember. The rape of Nanking. Continue. Where J- Japan, right? Bro, this is great. Japan like invaded Manchuria of China and like literally like were like doing like uh, Auschwitz type of stuff where they like test China people, fucking
1: wow. rape,
2: like use them experiments. This like outright like fire squad, like
1: Japan did Ra- that to China. It was literally
2: like they were literally on like Auschwitz type of time with China. That's why it's called the Rape of Nanking. right? And it, it this is the interesting part about the movie because like while Japan is doing all these literally like atrocities. Like as bad as like Auschwitz, right? It's like these kids look up to their dad, and they're like Japan in their head. Like they're, Japan's on the right side. It's like imagine being them and you're, like why are these people b- 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 <laughs> putting our city on fire? Like yeah, why would they do that? They don't. They're so unaware that what Japan is doing to
0: other countries, you know? Mm, I didn't even have and that And you country.
2: know, that, uh, that interesting scene in the movie was, like, when the kid finds out that the war is over, he's like, the great Japanese empire fell and the, ki- the, the older dude was like, yeah,
0: get off <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, the, the older dude probably knew, like, yeah, we, we had that, we had it coming But the kids were like, no way, bro, like, they're yeah. blowing up our cities, how could we lose the great Japanese, how could we lose, especially growing up in such, like, a, a prideful time. Yeah. And we're like, after that, they were completely humbled, right? Mm-hmm. Especially as his dad being in the military, he's probably so prideful. And that's, that pride is also led to his downfall and his sisters, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue with that one, but the whole, like, the China thing, China's doing that, the uh, Pearl Harbor, blah, 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 And you think, like, was America justified for, right, like, blowing up mm-hmm. those, those cities and the, the firebombs and shit? There's no right answer, but to me... I don't know. I kind of... I'm on the fence. I'm know? incapable it, of answering it, that. You see this movie from their perspective. Is like, what the fuck? And then you think, like, why Why don't America just, like, bomb, like, the military people, you know? It's like, you know, it's still fucked up. It's like, why would you, like, get these guys involved, you know?
1: Yeah. What? I think regardless of... I think my main takeaway after watching this movie is that, like... We should not do war regardless of like the of, of whether it needs to happen or not needs to happen. Like I I think that if if you know, if you're going to someone is to blame, um like even if even if they're not the ones like, you know, shooting the shot at you. Like if you're going to say like, oh well you guys shot at us and we're just trying to make sure that you don't fuck with us anymore. So that's why we threw the bombs on you, then then the blame would be put on the Japanese like people for starting like a conflict with america so it's like i think that one of the things that i really connected the one of the things that i took away from this movie is the insensitivity that adults and just the world at large has to innocent people uh especially children um around the world they're not taking into account that like there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck, don't care are trying to live their own lives can't even comprehend like the issues on a global scale and they can't really deal with the stuff that's that the world, they, they don't want to get caught in the crossfire of this, of this bullshit, you know? Um, and that's kind of Miyazaki. I don't, I I guess I'm kind of going on my own tangent, but I basically just wanted to say that before I start saying all the stuff I want to say, I, you know, you asked the question of like, is it is it right for America to do that? Um and I, I think regardless of the answer, I, I don't think it really matters because I think there's always gonna be someone at fault whenever there's like a war. Someone's mm. doing some fuck shit. There's no justification for like killing each other in, in droves. It's never acceptable. Um it doesn't help anybody. It 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 doesn't benefit anyone. Um yeah. Yeah, well it, it- I I, 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 a lot. I, I I want to say real quick I thought the movie at least to me without having the con I didn't even know who was like like bombing thing I didn't even know it was America maybe they say it in the movie I maybe I missed it but they say it, they say it one time okay i I felt like the movie wasn't even I feel like it doesn't even really matter who's who's bombing you know China nah, America it's yeah
0: no
2: nah, it doesn't matter and um because it they say at the beginning of the movie that the Americans are coming. That's the only time they reference America, but throughout the the movie they just say enemy. But it's just like while watching the movie, it's just like a backdrop. It's like like it's so much like for me that I know a lot about World War II. It's, so, it's, it's a lot of like background information at play, right? Mm. And like there's just so many like perspectives, but also um, I yeah. I thought that I found that so interesting. When the kid was like, the Great Japanese Empire fell, like he probably thought they were the good guys in the story, yeah. but yeah, know actually you're like, they're not. So I think it's, it's the same thing with The Wind Rises. It's such like a background, yeah. It's such a it's like a, such a thing. Like
1: it's really good in the movie. I, I like
2: how like the movie doesn't even like tell you that the bombs got dropped because like these got these dudes had such problems on their own like on their own that too like it didn't. Yeah, movie didn't even have to tell. Him, you already know. like You already know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's
2: one of my favorite things about the movie. Like, that that pride, role. pride role. The pride. And uh, yeah, the dude, the farmer who's telling the MC, he was like, just let go of your pride and just go back to your aunt, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I really
2: thought he was going to go back because... You know things, things are looking so dire, but you know probably having a a military dad,
0: mm-hmm.
2: probably having a military dad during that time, he was so, like his pride was so like on Vegeta level. It's like <laughs> his dad probably like instilled that pride into him. Like yeah, that like yeah. I didn't get after. Like why don't you just go back? And it's like it's gonna be shitty, but at least you're gonna get like taken care. of, You have a house. And fed right, even though it's really shitty, right? I was like, I was like, why does he just go back? I was thinking, like, the Japanese people were super for that especially this during this time, you know. And then when, once he said the great Japanese Empire fell, I was like, yeah, 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 he was too powerful to turn back.
1: It's very interesting that you have that perspective, um, on the movie. I think all of that's completely valid, but I, um, I really did draw a lot of parallels with um, Princess Kaguya, and it's 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 funny how you say that. Like, why didn't he just go back? To me, I could I could immediately tell. Like, yo, I wouldn't fucking go back either. Like, I don't want nobody telling me what to do, talking to me the way that she was talking to me. You know, I don't. I feel like um, a a running theme in Only Yesterday. Uh, kaguya and grave of the fireflies is how adults treat children and how they aren't empathetic towards what they're going through and their development and 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 what they want and what they desire you know the war isn't very empathetic towards the fact that these kids just kind of want to live a normal life the aunt isn't empathetic to the fact that these kids didn't fucking ask for this they didn't ask for this reality they didn't ask for their mom to die and she's being an asshole to them um, you know it's like she's being so rude she's being so fucking mean and she's not she's she's acting very uh inhuman towards the kids to a degree where it's like yeah i, I wouldn't want to hang around her either so every in the same yeah. in the same way that kaguya was like like the dad was just being so fucking stupid and um he was being so incompetent and it's like, oh, you could leave, but, you know, it's a lot more nuanced than that, right? She could have left, but, like, it's not like she had anywhere to go, and it's like, you know, with the dude, it's like, yeah, I have nowhere to go except the aunt's house, but I'm not dealing with that bitch. So, you know, it's... um, I guess it is kind of, like, the opposite of Kagia, but, you know, in that setting, it's like, they there are no there are no rules. You know, a lot of people probably are by themselves. A lot of kids probably are by themselves. And to him, it's like, this person isn't even my mom. Like, I, I never even really met this person. She's kind of random in my life. So, it's not... He doesn't have, like, such a personal connection like Kaguya did to her dad to where it's like, I want to stay with her. Um, I know that's not what you were saying, but, like, I think that just plays more into, like, why he was so easily like, yeah, no, fuck you. Like, you know... Um, I think living outside and, like, being, like, homeless is also just more common in that setting. I think it, like, like now, I, I can't even comprehend that. I don't want to be judged and stuff. But, like, back then, it was probably, like, yeah, a lot of people probably lost their homes. This is whatever. Like, we can deal with this. Every A lot of other people are probably doing the exact same thing. So. Yeah, but. Yeah. I ben, still
2: understand your respect. Him, him not going back is eventually what led. To mm-hmm.
1: that. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, I think... Um, you, can, you can get it, but... he. I think their death is, is sad, but I, I, I think they would be, like, really, really unhappy, like, with the aunt. And I think she would continue being a dick to them. So...
2: No, nah, of course, but...
1: I kind of see it as the adult's fault for even starting this war. I see it as her fault for being insensitive towards them. That's, like, my takeaway when I finish the movie. I'm like, ah, the world's cruel. You know, I don't see it, like, as the kid being, like like this is your fault dude you should have just gone back I mean maybe in the grand scheme of things it kind of is but I I feel like I would have done the same thing if I were in his shoes
2: no, I don't know because I... mm-hmm. she was at that point she was already like sick yeah even if it wasn't like as visual as later
0: but mm-hmm.
2: he knew he knew she was fucked up yeah I feel like I feel like I would have went back yeah probably went back. Go back until, like, you know, the war finishes and mm-hmm. then move on, you know? Yeah. But um, t- t- I think it was too tough. I- so in case she was so young. If she was, like, older, it would be, like...
1: I chalked make- a lot of that up to, like, ignorance. Like, I think he didn't fully grasp, like, how fucked up she was. And it's like, oh, she's fine. Like, she maybe has a cold <laughs> or something. Or, like, she'll power through it kind of thing. Um, cause he's like fourteen, you know. I probably would have thought the same thing at that age. Like, oh just deal with it. You'll be okay. Like we eat we eat every day. We go to sleep at the time that we should. Like, we'll be fine. I'm not sick, so you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> um and then like near the end when he re- <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Um That's honestly what I would have thought it like back then. But I'm not trying to invalidate what you're saying. Like I just um yeah, it's interesting. It's, just, it's interesting, the perspective that you have. Um, I, I think because I connect with Kaguya so much, I really just kind of saw this through those lens of, like, Kaguya. And also, there was a quote in the documentary that really resonated with me that kind of ties into what we're talking about right now and um, really kind of frames my perspective of Takahata and his movies. Um, Miyazaki tells a story about... Because Miyazaki and Takahata both grew up, like, during that time, during that war during stuff like the air raids, I think. Um, and Miyazaki t- talks about how one time people came to his doorstep and, like, they asked for food. And his dad, Miyazaki's dad, gave them chocolates. And Miyazaki, he talked about how that had such a big impact on him that his dad did that. And, um, hmm and Miyazaki was like, you know, why didn't he give me the chocolates? He fucking hid them from me, <laughs> but he gave them to these random people, but he he was very impacted positively of that. And then immediately after he said that, he was like, Takahata walked for 2 days and no one gave gave this nigga anything. And look look what happened to him. And he was like saying that to the camera. And when you look at all of his movies, they're all about like adults being very insensitive and not caring about the situations that children are in and and what they're going through, which I really resonate with because I feel like a lot of teachers like talk to me in certain ways where it's like, dude, if you like were in my shoes for like half a second, you would never fucking say that, you know? Um, and I always, I, I see things through that quote that Miyazaki said that really impacted me. Um, it really, it meant, it meant a lot, especially given that in that movie he was making kaguya like he didn't even make kaguya yet like he was in the process of making it so it's like you know even only yesterday is a you know when the dad like slaps the girl like that was you know he put that in the movie you know he he felt he felt that way about about that father character uh towards towards um the little girl like it i it feels like a very consistent trend in like all of his movies and i think when you compare him to miyazaki like He's very sad and depressed and fucked up compared to Miyazaki. Mm. Uh, and it reflects in his films. And I connect with it because I felt the exact same way. Um, and I still kind of do to an extent. People are very mean to me. <laughs> um, and yeah, when the aunt was being a bitch, I was like, leave. <laughs> like, I was like, I was so happy when he left. I was like, let's go. You know that scene in Kaguya where she like runs away? That's, that's like basically what he did. And I'm like... I'm I'm happy that he did that. Um, even if it was probably the wrong thing to do, because I'm prideful. I don't like when people tell me what to do. Mm. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, I, w- I would have went back. Man. Yeah, you're better than me. <laughs> I, I, I I I couldn't. I couldn't do that.
2: Yeah. Because who knows, like, what if his dad just didn't die? His dad just came back.
1: That's, you have to, yeah, you have to take into account, like, he thought that was going to happen. He's like, we'll hold out. Dad will come back. We'll be fine. You know, if he thought his dad was actually dead, he probably would have stayed. Because he probably knew, like, yeah, things will not get any better. Because I think, I think he's approaching the idea of leaving and, you know, cooking on that little crock pot. He's like, this is temporary. This will, this will not be our lives forever. It'll just be like for now until everything gets back to normal, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing did get back to normal for him. Yeah, um,
2: then, uh, then uh, she dies. She he burns her.
0: Yeah, and he dies. I know. And then his death is at the beginning. Yeah, they throw the cat out.
1: I love that transition. That that then the music plays and the, the title pops up and like they pick up the can, but it, the can like gets the scratches off of it and it's like repaired so you can tell it's like a flashback or they're like ghosts or whatever. I thought that was really cool. And
2: um you know, they throw the can out then the, his sister appears and she looks at his like he she looks at him like his alive body and his soul like stops her like yeah. hey like she likes. It's like she didn't even know she was dead. Yeah. And dude, like he, the kid knew the older the ma- the MC knew, and he's like, "Don't look over there." Yeah. Like he did with the first dude with the dead guy on the beach. Yeah. She was like, "Don't look over there." Yeah. He's like, "Don't look at my dead body." Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. and
2: um, you know, they they at the end, they just look over like modern day Japan.
1: Yeah. And then, it's really sad. I really like that they, ending shot.
2: Yeah. It was a, it was a nice the the song the song was perfect perfect as well Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's like they're just looking at modern day japan like
1: it's like you guys happy? happy we we had to to crawl so you guys could run um very upsetting and it's it's even more upsetting how insensitive the guy is towards him in like the beginning of the scene but It's also understandable because there's, like, 20 other people, like, on the ground, so, you know, it's hard to be very empathetic when, like, it's just kind of what you do on a daily basis, like, cleaning cleaning up these bodies, Um, and it's even more sad, like, how, you know, this adult, like, takes the, the fucking ashes of his, like, little sister and, like, just throws them out like it's a baseball, but, like, it's also... Like the adult is just stupid. Like he doesn't know he doesn't know that those that that's like the ashes of a little girl. He's not very aware of that. He's, you know, it's it's. I feel like that scene also tied into how I feel about like the the insensitivity of adults and stuff. And it's very very captured very well in just that single scene. Um, Yeah, what a fucking amazing intro too. You know, he shows his face. I die on September twenty first. That's me. <laughs> um, what's uh? What's that meme where it's like, where it's like, I don't know, like Tobey Maguire Spider Man. It's like, so this is my story. Do you really want to know what happened? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what meme it is, but, um, did he say September twenty first? Yeah, he said the specific day. He was like September twenty first, like nineteen forty five or something. Nineteen
2: forty five. Yeah. yeah. Then the war ends September second
1: wow that's really sad so yeah he died that that would mean he dies very soon after yeah yeah like like a week two after and with like war kind of being uh like coming to a close and order slowly coming back into shape he probably can't steal to the extent that he was doing before so it's probably like even harder for him. I mean, he has less of a purpose now because his sister died and he's like really upset, but like, you know, it's, he probably doesn't have a means to survive. He can't go back to the aunt like, Hey, I was kind of wrong. I, I got my sister killed. He can't do that. You know, he, he doesn't want to face them. Um, so that's kind of why he just sits there and he's just like, ah, fuck it. Uh, I really like the ending shot, but I love that beginning so much. I was really hoping that the movie would kind of end the way it started. I know that's cliche, I know that's generic, but the beginning was so good, and I would have really liked it if I got to see him sit there uh, where he died uh, in the beginning. But the ending was still good. But after I finished the movie, I rewatched that first scene, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> dude!" Um, so it's just evidence of how strong that first scene was. But that's just a that's a minor thing. Overall, the movie was good. Uh, did you watch it sub or dubbed? really what did you watch it on this illegal website oh okay well um the i watched the i bought the blu-ray and i watched the sub and the sub voice acting of the the two main characters was fucking amazing like the little girl was actually voiced by like a five-year-old girl and I was like when I heard it for the first time I was like no way no way that's an adult and then I looked it up and I'm like oh my god they got a five year old girl and whenever she cries whenever she's upset I knew I knew that this little girl was out here in the studio like (laughs)
3: like
1: so it was I was like dude one of the best voice acting performances I've ever seen like I can tell that they recorded the lines and they animated it around at least i mean i I believe that's what they did because it, it was just so accurate like it it was really hard for me to because I the little girl she was really crying like you could hear her like <laughs> like sniffling and and like you know all the all the weird things like you know uh like that a microphone would pick up that aren't just your voice um <laughs> A very very good and you know when she's dying it it sounds like she's dying you know usually child actors are terrible but this one was fucking perfect like the range of emotions of happiness to sadness to like being upset like you you felt like all of it um i i loved it i thought it was really good uh mm. that's something that i that was like one of the main things and the boy was 14 years old too like that the the voice actor for him so very thoughtful man really really cool in that sense um they didn't do that for the dubs but uh so honestly i i hate to be that asshole but like if you ever rewatch this movie i will highly recommend watching watching the sub because it's it really good it shaped the experience for me um it made it very real very authentic uh yeah yep yeah. <laughs>
2: grave of
1: the fireflies Yeah, grave of the fireflies. Um I uh I don't know if there's much else I had to say. Um I wrote in my notes fuck this aunt character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 mother death I think is what impacts a lot of people the most. Like when you see the mom and you're like, oh, my God, she died. Because, like, the way the movie starts out is, like, you wouldn't think that the mom would die. You know? It doesn't, like, set up, like, there's... The way it's set up, it doesn't... You're not going to predict, oh, the mom's going to die and the movie's just going to be them. I did not predict that at all. I... Because I, it's so... get like lost. Yeah. And the way the mom acts, where it's, like, she's so blasé about, like, the attack. Like, she's... It's almost like it's so routine that she's thinking to herself, like, I'll be fine. Like, it'll be okay. And and then she's not. And it's oh, the reveal of her, like, being fucked up. It's not super melodramatic. Like, you know, they don't play music. They don't do, like, the anime thing where, like, it looks like a handheld camera and it's going in and out of focus. Like, it's it's just... They just show you. They, they just show you, like like, any other scene, like, very directly. And it's just the, the impact is just in how fucked up she is and, and how damaged she, she became. And the dude's reaction, he's trying, just like the little girl, just like the little girl in fucking Totoro where, like, she's like, is mom going to be okay? And she's trying to be strong. She's trying not to cry, especially not in front of, like, the little sister. She's trying to, like, be the, be the grown-up. Um, but then, you know, in that scene, she cries in Totoro and, Like, this character's older than her, so he's seeing his mom, like, all fucked up, and he's, like, really trying to be respectful, really trying, like, not to um, have his sister see. It's, I I thought that, I thought the dynamic, if it was just two babies, like Panya, this shit would be ass. But because it was a 14-year-old, and because it was a little sister, it works extremely well. Their dynamic is very, very good. Um, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carrie's the movie. It's very good. Uh, okay. I, uh, I think that's it. I feel like I could go deeper, but th- those are like the main points I wanted to make. So, um, I think I'm gonna give Grave of the Fireflies an eight out of ten. That's subject to change, but that's what I'm giving it for now. What do you give it?
2: I'll also give it a eight okay. out of ten.
1: Cool, 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 cool. All right, now let's talk about The Wind Rises. The Now, to me, The Wind Rises is the most interesting Ghibli movie in the sense that I was not expecting this movie to be what it was. Um, you know, a lot of these movies, you know, there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of different things. You're getting Takahata movies. You get Goro movies. You get Miyazaki movies but the wind rises despite being a miyazaki movie doesn't have a lot of the things there's a lot of unique things that set this apart from other miyazaki movies and it it's really it's really cool in that sense um, i think this movie is super unique and i loved just how different it was um by being in by being kind of like a biopic ish kind of thing and uh um while simultaneously tackling the things that he loves to talk about, like war and planes and uh, being passionate about your job and, and love. It it kind of felt like, it um, felt like the ultimate <laughs> Ghibli movie in the sense. I felt like uh this is on par with like Howl's moving castle in just terms of sheer scale. Like it was so fucking big and it's, it's weird. It's, it's like a, you know, I talk about how much I love when, like, people gl- go around to multiple locations and, like, like mm. globe globetrot and it kind of feels like an adventure. And this movie is, is like, kind of doing that despite being, like, a hangout movie. It's not an action-y kind of thing. It's like a hangout, like, chill kind of movie. Kind of like Kiki's where it's just kind of like, oh, I'm doing my job and I'm being passionate about what I do. Blah, 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 blah. But it's on a more global scale. The way that you said um only yesterday is ocean waves 2.0 to me <laughs> wind rises is kiki's 2.0 like it's it's like kiki's but just bigger and crazier and like it's saying a lot more and it's it's saying the same thing as kiki's but like in a in a slightly different way um yeah there's there's a lot to chew on with this one um and I was trying to take as much notes as I possibly could today. I watched it like a week ago, but um, and I didn't take any notes while watching it because I was like, okay, let me just experience this. Let me just watch it. Um, I had a good time. I liked it. What did you think? I, I loved it. Yay! I'm happy. I'm really happy.
2: Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great. That's For good.
1: Real. Um,
2: the whole thing. And I, I brought up. Uh, that this movie is sadder than uh, Grave fire because that the end I was so
1: devastated.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's not even about like his wife dying. It's about like his life goals and, and everything like
1: everything. Everything ends.
2: Everything like led and it's just like everything he did like just led up to World War II or all the like the bad stuff happened. Yeah. Like, that's because that's like like World War II it was like that was like the antagonist of the movie for me because it's like Everything you're about to do, bro, is about to be fucked up, bro. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
2: kamikazes, fucking...
0: Yeah.
2: All types of shit, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Like, like, you don't even fuck... You, like, you don't even know, but, like, you're just pursuing your passion. You don't even care about the war.
0: Yeah. But
2: like, what's gonna be useful? You just, this is what you love to do. hmm This is, like, um... There's a lot of things like this. Like, the dude who created... Uh, created, uh... Dynamite. Like, just for mining... And then when he found out that like it was used to like blow people up, like yeah. he was like he was devastated. And I think the dude who, uh, Doctor Eisenhower or something like that, but he he I think he's the dude who created like atom bombs. Yeah. Like he was devastated after what his creation led to. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of those things, like, and and then this is compiled with his his wife dying yeah off camera i don't know Her dying off camera just made it worse
1: yeah it it did it was really it was really sad it was uh, very very that that to me is oh my god
2: (laughs) yeah but yeah all that stuff right but really the sad thing was like what what his his passion was gonna lead to right yeah but also like when he talked to caproni at the end and he was like this is my last flight. And then it was like Porco Rosso and they're like all oh, like yeah. his planes were like flying to it was yeah. like so Porco Rosso. Like. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I we I know we talked about that scene in Porco Rosso. I love that scene. Yeah. And I I loved it here, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't cause Porco Rosso was about like his friends flying, but now like he's the way he's looking at it is like his like his creation, his planes yeah. are
3: mm-hmm.
2: flying. It's like Yeah. and I like not, how they do it. They had to have be like go with Porco Rosso's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. The ending, the ending was, it was, it, that shit hurt. I remember I watched that at work, and I was just like, <laughs> the whole time, it was devastated.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the sad Miyazaki ending. They recontextualize it the best way they can to make it positive, and to kind of put a positive spin on it, but what, what is objectively happening is like really sad. His, his passion, um, for creating planes led to the war, and, and it, you know, it caused all this strife and conflict. It, it, um, his wife, like, you know, isn't even alive anymore. Uh, so, you know, it, it to me, what, what really kind of resonated with me is like, like, yeah, he created the zero two planes, but like now he's out of a job. Like he can't create planes anymore. It's the war's over. It's over. Your, your job's done. You're, you kind of, you're not needed anymore. Um, and his wife's dead. So he doesn't even have her to go back to. So, like, watching that is like the end of like this guy's story even though he's not gonna die anytime soon he's not like super old it's like all right my purpose it's like it's weird like it's kind of been fulfilled i've experienced like the main things i want to experience Um, i wonder
2: how like he felt it was after like the aftermath of the world the war
0: yeah i don't know
2: yeah but i also agree like it's over now you know like what else are you gonna do you know the Caproni was like, you have ten years, of ultimate creativity. Yeah, but um, it's interesting because not only like the character, like his ten years, he lived it to the fullest. Right. Uh, he pursued his dreams, completed it, made the girl he loved. Yeah. And uh, so he was. I feel like he was on top of the world during those ten years, right? Yeah. But,
1: I think. Um... You asked. Uh, one more thing. I was gonna
2: say. I was gonna say. Um, it's great. It's interesting because uh that this is in a Miyazaki, like a Miyazaki film where Miyazaki's his creativity was longer than ten yeah. years.
1: ago. I I wanted to bring that up. Where while this is talking about this is it's meta in the sense that it's talking about Miyazaki's career and how he's kind of coming to the tail end of what he's doing uh, it's talking about this character and it's like, you know, did you, you know, did you, did you spend your time wisely? Did you, you know, did you make the things that you wanted to make? And he's like, yeah, I did. It kind of fucked up near the end, but, um, you know, I think I did what you said. Uh, I, I made the planes that I wanted to make and even regardless of like whether they cause strife or anguish, this is what I wanted to do. This is like my passion and, you know, I think to answer your question of like how he felt afterwards, I think the end of the movie kind of tries to be like, like, yeah, I got to do what I wanted to do, regardless of what it caused. And, you know, I I don't regret it because he he asked himself, like, should I do this like in the movie? Like, I feel like he contemplated over it. And there was that scene where he was talking to Caproni and Caproni's like, would you? I don't remember the exact quote but it's like would you would you have a world with pyramids or without pyramids i would have a world with pyramids you know like like i value art too much to let it to let whatever the art does be the cause of like me not making the art you know so you know we talk about the atom bomb and stuff and maybe maybe this is a little bit different uh but like you know when you're, a, you know, when you watch like a movie and it's like, you know, I'm a mad scientist. I want to, you know, <laughs> find out how to break space and time. Like, you know, they're, they're the people who made the atom bomb are probably just like, like, oh my god, like I, I actually did this thing. Look at this fucking breakthrough that I had. And then it's like, oh my god, like, what have I done? But it's like that's that's what they wanted to do. You know, that's what they're passionate about, right? It's not, it's not like they have negative intentions. They just, they just, they care about science. They care about breakthroughs. They care about pushing past, you know, human limitations and stuff. And that's what the main character did. And I, mm-hmm. I resonated with that. I thought that was really cool. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: And also on that, the scene, um, when he talks to Caproni the last time, like, um, I'm looking at it right now. Like, it shows, like, his planes flying over, like, like, clouds, like, dark clouds, like, yeah, I this, this, I really like this scene right here. I have to go find it. Um, it There's this scene right here, where you see this plane's flying, and then and then the war, and blah blah blah, and then uh, it's gonna come right now. Everything on fire. Here. Then this is like this is literally fucking Grave of Fireflies. Right?
1: Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs>
2: and then um. Yeah, then this is like his his plane with his like symbol right here. You're right, and then he's just like, damn, <laughs> and he's walking. He's just like walking through the rubble. I really, I really like this scene.
1: That's not the last scene, he,
2: right? This is when he talks to Caproni. Caproni's gonna pull up right now. Oh, really? I
1: think I'm, if I'm correct, I think this is. I think this is the last scene. <laughs> Oh, that's so fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's Caproni.
1: Caproni.
2: Caproni is straight out of fucking Porco Rosso, bro.
1: Yeah. <laughs> His design is so, like, oh, it's so cool. It was fucking it's fucking awesome. It's
2: so, it's so, it's literally Porco Rosso.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad. I'm really happy you enjoyed this movie. I'm glad this movie. Oh
2: my god! This movie is such a trip.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is. It really is like a trip. I like how it's. Um, I really like how Kaguya is over the course of a lot of years, but you don't even really notice it by the end until the ending, or like until you get to like the third act, where it's like, oh my god, it's been like ten years since like the opening scene, and that's how I I feel about this movie, where it's like it feels like such a grand journey. In, in terms of where they go and like the lo- locales but also in terms of like the time frame where it's like over the course of like a decade um it's yeah it's Miyazaki's talking about his entire life in the span of a decade um, it's really cool I I loved all the stuff with the planes and the passion about like doing your job um you know I call this movie Kiki's delivery service 2.0 and what I mean when I say that is that Kiki's is about, like, following your passion despite the adversities that come with following that passion. Like, you know, sometimes uh, losing sight of why you're doing what you're doing and da 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 And I feel like Wind Rises is exactly that. It's just kind of dealing with it in a different way and on, like, a grander scale, you know? Like, if, you're, if your creations, like, you know, cause strife and conflict, will you make them? Blah, 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 blah. That's obviously not in Kiki's, but it's it's kind of the same thing that Kiki's is dealing with. And it's, um, it's something that, you know, I I resonated with Kiki's because I make stuff and I, even though this, you know, I'm never going to make cool planes <laughs> or like weapons of war. So I might not be able to relate to this movie in that sense, but um, I do relate to it in the sense of like, you know, like, is there any purpose in, in what I, what I do? Uh, does it have enough impact to where, even if, even if it doesn't really mean anything like it is the impact. It doesn't mean anything to me, right? Regardless of what it means to other people. Does not mean anything to me? How much do I care about it? How much do I need to do it? And I think Miyazaki, the reason why I love Kiki's is because I know that it's very meta in the sense that Miyazaki is vicariously talking through the movie. Like he's talking to you and to other artists through Kiki's and he's doing the same thing with wind rises, but he's more so he's not talking to a younger person. He's kind of talking to himself. It feels like he's kind of, it feels like he said, like this is the only movie he's ever like cried, like watching. And I think it's because it's about him and it's about his 10 years that he spent. And he asks himself, like, are the movies that I make like even worth it? Like he says that in the documentaries, um, which is really, it's very interesting um, that he would, that he would even say that. Uh, so yeah, I did love this movie. When the girlfriend like came into play, I was like, oh my God, this is getting crazy. Cause the stakes, the stakes are so insanely high. Like, you know, it's like, do you really want to make planes, bro? It's like, yes, I want to make planes. All right. Like, well, you know, you're going to have to visit Germany and, and, and you're going to have to like just acknowledge the fact that you're in a war zone and that like things things are going to be bad and then when his when his wife comes into play that's like right when uh like the police start like like wanting to come after him so it's it's so stressful because like his job and his passion has brought him to this point where like it's det- it's detracting kind of from his personal life like when he's like on the trip to go see his wife he's like writing the shit for the planes and then like you see that he's crying while doing the writing and it's like it's like torturing him inside that like like his passion is like fucking him up to this extent and fucking up his life but he loves it so much he can't stop it's so oh it's so good it's so yeah yeah
2: that's a that's a great i'm happy you brought that up
0: yeah
1: it is a good scene i um and it's yeah, just, this movie
2: is done it's done so well.
1: Yeah, it's very well I'm executed. I'm so
2: happy we lost we we watched this last. Yeah,
1: I know. It's Miyazaki's such a great conclusion. I know. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Imagine um, watching
2: Park, Porco Rosso and then this right after.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do that but when yeah. I get older.
2: <laughs> but yeah, this movie is so it's done so well. It's like you know, um, you know, he talks about Earthsea being made with heart. Earthsea? I didn't really feel it there. Yeah, remember he said his son made it with heart? Right. I, I didn't really feel it there, but with this one is like.
1: Did he say that about Earthsea, or did he say that about Earwig and the Witch? <laughs> I think he said that about an Earwig.
2: <laughs> no, nah, it was about Earthsea.
1: Okay.
2: He said, his, My son made this with heart, so that's what makes it good.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, but this one, this is so you much can, heart.
1: Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, Miyazaki... It's, He knows what he's he knows what he's trying to say. Um, It's very it's very thoughtful. It's very organic. Um, In the so the documentary is about the production of this movie, and Miyazaki is like writing it. Um, He's like writing the screenplay like while talking to the camera. Like he's sitting there literally making the fucking movie, and uh, he's sitting there like you know he remember what I said about like he the movies kind of talk through him he doesn't go through any guidelines he doesn't follow like a three-act structure or anything he doesn't like look at an outline right he just kind of he just kind of makes the movie like off off the dome and while making it he's like i don't even know if we have a movie bro (laughs) like you know he's just he's just kind of like it's so it's it's really cool like his process um uh and and how it shapes into into this film uh yeah, it and that's what makes his movies feel so genuine because they they're just kind of human experiences. They're just human movies about people going through shit, you know? Um and this one just happens to have like a perfectly executed plot. I um I think this movie's executed extremely well for how much it's saying and how much it's doing in the runtime that it has. It it puts so much on its plate and it manages to leave no stone unturned, like despite that you got the relationship, you got the war, you got the passion of wanting to, to build planes. You got the, the appeal of the planes themselves. And, and he, he does it all in very broad and vicious strokes. He, he covers every aspect of it perfectly. Um. It. Yeah. I will always admire a movie for like trying to say like, six things at the same time and I think this movie does that extremely well um, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I love Hal's Moving Castle so much because I feel like Howl's is saying a lot of things at the same time and um, you know it might it it might vary for, for some people but for me it, it worked a lot and I think it works extremely well in this one um, yeah I uh, I loved it dude I thought it was thought it was really good i love the side characters too i think i think the the little boss it's, character it's so yeah. yeah he's really cool i love like how he's kind of he's kind of mean but you can tell that he cares about uh jiro and he cares about like the planes a lot too and they're kind of on the same team despite him being like assertive and bossy um, mm-hmm. Like he he kind of saves Jiro like when the when the police are coming he's like Jiro where are you like come here and they like you know bring all of his shit into the room like oh that's so fire that's so fire yeah. Yeah. Um
2: the, the scene with the where like his plane passed the test and then like the wind yeah the wind like rushed in and he looked over to like the side dude while like yeah. I was celebrating and he's like you already know what happened
1: yeah I know it's so obvious it, it's it's. Uh, it's really sad because I really did, you know, with Kiki's, um, when she loses her power and she gets, like, depressed that she can't do her job anymore, that really connects with me. And I think that Jiro gets really frustrated with the planes not working, like, halfway through the movie. Like, it shows that they're testing some of the planes and, like, they just keep fucking breaking and he's just and i think that's why he goes on vacation he goes to mm-hmm. like the house yeah. cuz he's like so pissed that like it's just not working and then there's that you know there's the coolest fucking character like in any ghibli movie the the spy i don't i don't i don't even, i looked it up on wikipedia they said he was a spy i don't know if he is but like the german guy who is smoking like the german cigarettes and he's german but he's anti-war so he's sitting there and he's like Germany sucks and then like someone who walks by and he's and then he changes the topic of the conversation he says um like this is the magic mountain this is where people go to get cured and he said like your boy this boy's fallen in love he's cured he's he's happier now which is the exact same thing that happens in kiki's when she like takes a break from her job and then she starts to feel better uh because she like you know got a little break and she started hanging out with her little boyfriend um it's the exact same thing you know it's it's they cover the kiki thing in the span of like one chunk in this movie. While Kiki's is about that the entire time, this movie covers it in like one little chunk. And I love when movies do that. I love when movies like say big things in little ways. Um yeah, that's it's really good. I uh I feel like there's so so much to say. What did you think about that that character? The 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 German the German guy, you
2: know I was I was, I was suspicious of him. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. He seemed really like
1: evil, kind of. Yeah,
2: he looked so evil. <laughs> yeah,
1: in in um in retrospective, I don't think that was Miyazaki's intention. I think like you were supposed to. I think he was supposed to kind of seem like the one woke guy in the room. Like you know, I understand the war is bad. I understand that you're passionate about your thing with planes, and you know I I support you in what you do. Like in in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of what Miyazaki was trying to express with that character, and um, I think it's I think it's I thought that one I thought that guy was really cool, and just that yeah. whole that whole bit um, with him.
2: I yeah, think... that, that whole bit. Uh, I was wondering what was going on, with then
1: mm-hmm.
2: they wrap they wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Actually.
1: Yeah. I now that I understand it, it'll make I think the intention of those scenes will make a lot more sense on rewatch because they were they were going for like a positive thing with him. It wasn't trying to be like negative. But um I I do want to say that uh you know, I talked about Tick Tick Boom, which is a autobiography by Lin Manuel Miranda um about a, another playwright someone who like writes plays and writes musicals so we're talking about miyazaki where he's making a movie about a real person but it reflects kind of his story as well and what he's going through right now right so mm-hmm. Lynn manuel miranda is doing that with this other guy that is a playwright that has passed away and when i was watching that movie there was this lingering feeling that this he wasn't being super accurate with everything that was happening and he wasn't being conscious of how his inaccuracy might be inadvertently disrespecting this character which is a problem with a lot of biopics where it's like let's show you everything about martin luther king and it's like okay well you didn't know martin luther king you might be showing something that's not very reflective of him and this might be a movie that people go to to think about martin luther king when in reality, it's like not very accurate to who he actually was. I just, I wanted to say that Miyazaki, even though a lot of this movie doesn't know who Jiro is, like, like Miyazaki doesn't know him. There's not a lot of research on the guy besides like the fact that he made the zero two and he made the plane um, for world war two. This guy, like Miyazaki doesn't try to show things about this character that he that i think is disrespectful to the individual or like you know a lot of it is inaccurate a lot of this stuff is actually like made up like most of this isn't real and it's just kind of miyazaki breathing a narrative into what is otherwise um something that he doesn't really know a lot about but it works extremely well because you're not watching it to be like what did Lincoln do back in his day? Like, there are a lot of movies where it's like, look at Freddie Mercury, look how cool he was, and this is what happened, and this is... that The, the appeal of the movie is, look at what happened to Freddie Mercury. The appeal of this movie is not, look what happened to Jiro. The appeal of this movie is, is feel what Jiro was feeling when he was making the planes. Feel the conflicts that he most definitely had to deal with, even if they're not like a one-to-one, you know? Like, I don't even think like there's any anything out there about Jiro having a wife and like this whole thing with the girlfriend happening to him. But there's a, even if he didn't have a wife that undoubtedly, like, you know, the war definitely got in the way of his personal life, you know? So like Mm -hmm. in that weird, in that like very passive way, they do kind of connect, um, like undeniably in that sense. And I think that's super thoughtful and super caring of Miyazaki to do that. Um, I think as a biopic, this is very good because I looked it up and it said that there is a short story called The Wind Risen, like written by some random guy. And Miyazaki took that story that has nothing to do with Jiro and he just put Jiro and like the plane guy in that story. And he kind of fused these two things together. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. I think that it worked extremely well in the grand scheme of things, because when you're making a movie about somebody it doesn't have to be 100% accurate. It doesn't even have to have really happened. It's just about whether that movie is faithful and accurate towards your perception of that guy. And I think Miyazaki made this movie with the correct intentions. I think it was very thoughtful.
2: Right. It was very tough, thoughtful.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, uh, I, don't... I, feel like,
2: I feel like if J- the Jiro saw this movie, yeah. it'd be... Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i i agree i think he would um yeah that that, that's all
2: that matters right
1: yeah that that's all that matters it doesn't matter how accurate it is it doesn't matter if like half of it is fake it's like you know uh does the person that you're making the movie on would they feel disrespected by the movie uh if if the answer is is no then you've done your job you've done a good job um yeah, not a lot of movies do this, Manny. A lot of movies are really bad with when it comes to. There's a lot of <laughs> shitty biopics out there, and it just goes to show that Miyazaki like knocked it out of the park with this one. It's so. This is the most unique Ghibli movie, in my opinion. Like, I, at least in comparison to everything else, like. I feel like a yeah, lot of. Some, like, like it. Yeah.
0: I would have to quickly look, but.
1: Yeah, I have to. I have to look at my list too. <laughs> I mean, they're all unique in their own way, I guess. In in the in, in yeah, comparison but... to the wide spectrum of film, but in comparison to each other, a lot of them yeah, are is, very semi.
2: This is like JoJo compared to Shonen.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, you're absolutely right. It really does stand out. It, it it's one of a kind. There are no yeah. other. There are no other things like this.
2: Yeah, this movie is excellent excellence excellence
1: yeah um let's see i i'm just kind of i really don't want to forget anything i know we've cut we kind (laughs) of talked about everything but you know i really once again i just want to say i really like the stakes i like how how he is getting he is like basically on the run and he's hiding from the police while at the same time trying to hang out with his wife and um i really like that he has to hide at the boss's house who's like you know he's kind of a dick and he's kind of mean but like you know the boss is out here like you know you can't say if you're not married he's like all right we'll get married now and it like the boss like understands that this is like so important to him and it like means a lot despite the fact that he never expresses like Emotion for Jiro in that way, like it's never direct. It's never like boom, 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 it, it never, it never is like that. It's um, it's very subtle. Uh, and right. um, yeah, he, of, kinda, he looks
2: like Levi
0: as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Um, he's one of the best Ghibli side characters. Uh, you know, if we were to compare it to Castle in the Sky, he's similar to the grandma in the way that, like, you know, she. She acts like she doesn't like them. She acts like she doesn't give a shit about them, but near the end like it's very clear that she does. And that's the same with this, you know. When they're having the wedding, he's like sitting there crying like like it's it's really good. It's so it's so amazing. Yeah. yeah he was great. Yeah, he was he was he was really good. I um and once again, just like all Ghibli movies, I like when characters are just nice to each other. I like when people fall in love just because without, like, any conflict. I like that him and his wife never argue. It's never about the hardships, like, because that's not what the fucking movie's about. So many movies would show you, like, them arguing or them being mad at each other because, like, movies have this obsession where, like, they need to get mad at each other. So when they're nice with each other, it, it, ha- it has more impact. It's like, you don't need to do that, you know? Just show them having a good time and that's what it and that's what it does. It's really oh, nice. Yeah. Um <sighs> uh you know, this movie is a very realistic take on like um for for a Miyazaki movie. It's very realistic. There's like no magic shit. Uh but all the stuff with Caproni is very good because yeah. the movie never implies that it is objectively like, this is not happening. It's all in the character's head. So it's one of those, like, maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. And it doesn't really matter. Like either way, you know, it's fun to think Mm -hmm. about it. Like as it being real, um, that whole, that whole like segment about it is so cool. Like with Caproni, um, both sides, like doing their thing.
2: Uh, Caproni is a real person too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really dope. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah Capone, Any all the scenes with Caproni is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he kind of, like, led him in the right path.
1: Yeah, and that's, you can draw that analogy with, like, you know, like, if you have an idol, if you have someone that you look up to. There are people that I look up to that, like, I feel, like, indirectly guide me. And um, I feel like, I love, I love in the beginning when, like, you know, the earthquake happens and Jiro's just kind of sitting down and, like, everything's fucked up. But he sees, like, a little piece of paper on the ground and he's like, oh, shit. Caproni got to make that that make that plane that he wanted and you know it's it's so cool it's like when when I watch like like a like a YouTube video of somebody and I don't know it inspires me to do something um I really connected with it in that in that sense it's it it was very kiki-esque for me in that kind of way um you know a lot of people I feel like talk vicariously to me through their videos and stuff and it's I feel like that's what that's what Caproni was doing, kind of with his planes. Even though he never met Jiro. He was by doing what he was doing and being passionate what he was about, Jiro kind of formed his ideology and formed his takes, uh, just based on seeing Caproni from a distance, uh, even though they never met in real life, which is so cool. You know, I wonder who Miyazaki's Caproni was, if he even had one, you know? Right. Yeah. That's a
2: good question. On um Caproni's all the planes shown that Com- in the movie with Caproni, they're all real too.
1: Whoa, that's so cool! Because <laughs> a lot of them look like insane. Oh my god!
3: And it, it's just like
2: in the in the movie. It says like this plane like sh- took off then shortly.
1: Yeah. Dude, and I love when he like takes the camera and he like fucking destroys. He like give me that shit, you know? Because You don't want anybody to see that. You don't want anyone to to see that fuck up. And that's how Jiro feels. Like, that's why he's so mad. Because he's... I I love... I love when they show... Because there's a scene where they're on a boat. And they're, like, testing a plane on a boat. And, like, you know... uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but that plane has a really weird design too. Like it's a weird looking plane. It's like the fuck, like there's no way this actually existed. And then you see it crash and it's like, Oh, okay. So that was like a test thing. Like that obviously wasn't thing. And then, you know, they do another test, uh, like in an open field right after that scene. And then, you know, it's revealed like when he goes on vacation, that like that plane didn't even work. And I, I, I'd imagine like, he's just getting so fucking mad, especially since everybody's there. And it's like, you know the stakes are high now where it's like he needs his plane to work because it's like a competition for like which plane is going to go into the world war you know um <clears throat> like he's trying to do the best that he can and it it really is like kiki's but the stakes are so high like for him personally and like you know for the world at large but oh, dude you know and it and then he goes to to germany and he sees their planes and like you know he's probably intimidated like by by their giant metal designs and it's like fuck like bro we can't do this you know it's yeah there's a lot to unpack from this movie dude this movie is like as dense as like princess mononoke it's very it's saying so much it's it's impossible to kind of articulate it all but i feel like we got we we covered most of the bases yeah i believe so yeah so I, um, oh, I wanted to say that, uh, d- did you watch it sub or dubbed? Watch it dubbed? Hideaki Anno, the creator of Evangelion, voiced the main character in the sub. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was, it was so interesting. Yeah, because in the, in the documentary, like, you know. It's so Miyazaki, Miyazaki's such a funny character. In the documentary Miyazaki's like looking at the paper like and he's like none of these actors work. None of them sound like Jiro. And the girl's like you don't know what Jiro sounds like. He's like I do know what Jiro sounds like. He doesn't sound like these guys. She's like okay, well what does he sound like? He's like ah, he doesn't sound like an actor and it's like okay, well let's get a non-actor and he's like who could do it? No one can do it. And he's like sitting there being like a pessimist and the the lady he's talking to is like well uh what about ano he kind of has he kind of has a voice that i think could work and me like, like he's like ano and it's like please and, he, and then he sits there for a second he's like ano does have an interesting voice what about ano <laughs> it's so good it's so funny and um you know take into account Hideaki Ano got his start into anime through Nausicaa. The giant, like, fucking, you know, laser beam, like, monster. Yeah. In, that's where Anno, like, began. And there's a lot of stuff. Like, Anno is in the movie, like, in the documentary a lot. And it's... They mention how, like, you know, look at Anno. He, he's, like, the guy who does Evangelion now. Um, it's really cool because uh, Miyazaki... I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but Miyazaki says, like, you know... The documentary person's like, "What do you think about Ano?" Mizaki's he's like, he's like, "When I first saw that nigga, he was like an alien." And she's like, "An alien?" He's like, "Yeah." You don't think he's like an alien? That nigga's weird. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's so funny that they talk about each other in that way. It's so cute. I think it's, I think it's funny. And when Ano I mean, is,
2: he was right. He made even go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's really cool. And Anno was like. You know when Ano's voicing the main character, Miyazaki's sitting there like listening to Ano, and Ano's like, "Is that good, Mio-san? And he's like, "We'll see, keep going." <laughs> you know, it's he's so Miyazaki's so mean, but he he really like did like Ano in that in mm-hmm. that movie. Um, that's so interesting. That's so weird. Like I go I went on IMDb and it said Hideaki Ano Jiro. I'm like, what the fuck? This <laughs> is very very cool. Um, and his voice like is really good. I think the voice acting from him was actually great in the sub Mm. uh yeah i just wanted to bring that up uh briefly um and miyazaki during the voice recording of the final scene was crying like when anna was recording it and he never told anna (laughs) like he didn't tell him like dude it was so good because miyazaki would never say that (laughs) because he's you know he's just kind of that old man um and yeah uh i um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to say. I uh, I think this was a really good good movie.
2: Yeah, this movie's awesome. I I didn't know Caproni was real. Yeah, I thought those planes were fake. Oh, now right, that I, know like... they were, I thought the planes were fake. Now that I know Caproni's planes were real,
0: yeah, it moves a lot better. Yeah. What about? Uh, the I Caproni love movie? how even
2: his first uh, his plane failing. Hmm looks like in real life was shown and i was like yeah you look up okay cabroni field as well you know
0: yeah
1: dude and some of those planes are so insane it's like it's like like some of the the ones in the dream sequences are like dude there's no way that exists like you know but like now that you showed me that yeah like
2: that three winged one on the on the on on the water i was like there's no way nothing to fly
1: no but that, that was like a real scene like in the context of the movie they showed that not through the perspective of a dream nah like, yeah no, no. but like there yeah. was some through the perspective of a dream where they're like walking on top of the wings and stuff like one of them is yeah, like those, those are real as well yeah dude like I can't Crazy. I can't believe they are like that's so cool um that's really cool I uh yeah
2: there's awesome, Ozma right, right here all oh, d7 or six yeah you just click and then fucking wow it's the real fucking
1: thing that's so cool so is the zero two like the plane uh that he makes at the end of the movie that's i imagine that's real that has to be real it has to be yeah in the documentary they were talking about it a lot
2: They're also alive at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I thought, yeah. I just, I just like five minutes ago. I saw it when he died, but
0: mm.
1: yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the implication because there's a there's that scene where like he picks up like a little flyer and it's like, oh, Caproni made his plane. So there's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it tells you like in the movie that they're both kind of alive at the same time. Yeah, I might
2: I must have missed that because. I was seeing those that plane. I was like,
1: but that, but that's what makes that scene have so much. In, that's what makes the dreams have so much impact because you don't really know, like, if it is real. Caproni's like, hey, what's good, bro? Like, 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 because he's real and he's like, we're sharing. Because he says, there's a part in in the first dream where it's like, oh, it seems like we're sharing a dream, you know? Like, so there's an implication based on the movie's explanation that Caproni is go is sleeping and dreaming as well at the same time that Juro is dreaming. And because they have the <clears throat> same passions, they have the same dreams, um, which is just, it's fucking awesome, bro. I love that. I love that. And I love like when the earthquake happens, like um, there's like a really subtle, like animation that there's like darkness coming from like the houses. I don't know if it, it looks like oddly magical, like but it wasn't real like it was just kind of there for visual flair and to kind of represent like the horror of it all i guess or like it was it was very i liked that they did that and wasn't there like magic shit in like the first scene like in the first dream when he's like a kid doesn't isn't there like some weird like Hal's moving castle shit going on where i don't know i felt like there were like Airplane Zombies <laughs> or something. Like some, some weird shit was happening in the beginning. And I was yeah, like, oh. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah playing for Zero. Okay, cool. Cool. Dude, I'm really happy you enjoyed this one. Uh I liked it too. I am going to give it an 8 out of 10 for now. And once again, just like Grave of the Fireflies, it's kind of subject to change. Might get higher, might get lower, but no, it won't get lower. I take that back. It's it might get higher. I might give it a nine one day. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, uh eight out of ten. Cool ass movie. Really enjoyed it. Also take into account well, this this is the movie when Miyazaki like retired. Like when Miyazaki like kind of ended. So in the same way that Jiro's story ended, Miyazaki's Miyazaki's story ended like right after this one too. So yeah. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten as well. Coolio. Excellent. excellent excellent
2: excellent um Elite. well that's all movies
1: that's all the movies all right so uh
2: you know i made the list before we talked now i have to take into account of what we said okay me, just give me a quick second okay Just my list on.
1: i need to put where i think you're going to put them on my on my many list <laughs> so give me a second as well
0: Oh, okay. All right, I'm I'm done. You ready?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so we will we will start with you. Um, we'll start with your list. So, the way I was thinking we could do it is that I will we'll start from the bottom. I will guess. Well, I'll be we we'll be like number twenty three. I'll guess, and then you'll tell me what number to, what what like the number is, and then I will guess the next one. And then you'll tell me the next one and we'll go back and forth like that. Um, does that sound good with yep. you? We go. I we're gonna go one by one and I'm gonna guess each one before you say it.
2: Are we gonna name a movie?
1: I'm gonna name the movie and then you're gonna tell me what it what the number actually is. So I'm gonna be like number twenty three is da 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 da. And you're gonna go, number twenty three is da 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 um based on based on what it actually is on your list. Okay. Okay. So, you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, number two. By the way, do you have any ties? Like, did you write any of them down as, like, on the same thing? Yeah. I
2: I, I even have tears on mine, like, <laughs> tears.
1: So, could you write... So, like, if we get to number six, are you going to say two movies? Like, no. Okay, okay um even if something is a tie separate them as two so like when i say Mm -hmm. it yeah even if you think they're both on the same level just pick one um uh even if you don't think that one's better or anything uh all right let's get started number 23 the worst ghibli movie we're gonna start from the bottom to the top obviously obviously it's earwig i know you don't like earwig yeah okay cool earwig um yeah. all right
2: so then i say 22
1: no 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 i'm gonna guess 22 now okay and, okay so i think 22 i think your second least favorite is yamada's i'm gonna guess yamada's
3: no
1: yeah. i was correct mm-hmm. nice nice um say the say the ratings like as as you go with them. what did what what did you give earwig
2: Oh yeah then right. Okay, you I don't have, have to, to do that. Feel, no, yeah, you don't I, have to do that. You yeah. don't have to do that.
1: Um okay, so all right, I got two so far. Uh then twenty one I think is Arietti. That's my guess for twenty one. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Number twenty I think is Poppy Hill. That's my guess for number twenty no okay okay i have to put like an x right there or something all right um so i have to take into account that um you said no on that one i think number 19 is totoro yes wow okay cool um i think number 18 is hmm I think number 18, now that I got one wrong, I have to take into account that that's a possibility for each one. I'm going to guess, I'm going to say Ponyo. I wrote down Ponyo. That was my original yep. guess. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> cool. The next one is Pompoko. Number 17 is Pompoko. no No? okay um
0: a few minutes later
1: um pampoco is not 17 it is it is okay so that that has changed all right so interesting (laughs) um okay uh my guess for 16 was earthsea Earth say it. No. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um,
2: this is when things really
1: change. Okay. 15. My guess for 15 is Castle in the Sky. Hell, it does, right? What? Yep. Okay. Banger. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Number 14, Nazca. Nope. Oh. Okay. Number 13, Kikis. Nope. Oh. Number. 12 spirited away Mm -hmm. okay number 11 uh princess kaguya
3: nope
1: number 10 howls nope okay it's like when i get run wrong one wrong i automatically get two wrong um okay i guess okay now we're in the top 10 territory so number nine i guessed whisper of the Heart no no okay number eight i guessed cat returns okay number seven i guessed fireflies no okay six i guessed wind rises no okay so now we're in the top five territory um the good part yeah the good part my guess for number five was Ocean Waves. No? Absolutely not. Really? Okay. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. Uh, it's not even in the top five? Ocean Waves? I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should know that. You should know ocean. where. are ready. Okay, is. Um, I thought it was number five. Number four... Well, you'll see what I thought was better uh, from your point of view with these four. I thought number four was Marnie. No? Oh, my God. Number three, I guess Princess, Mononoke. Holy shit. Number two, I guessed Porco. No. Oh, my God! And my number one guess was only yesterday. I thought that was... No! (laughs) Wow, I'm surprised you're shocked at that. I got... The worst ones, correct? Because those were the easy ones. That's and I guess, crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, well,
2: I only did fifteen for you. I wish I did both
1: then. No, yeah. no, no. Now say, you me, say well, oh, do you, do you, you want, want to? me to gu- give you my list? Do you want to do it after you guess mine?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. that'll be more fun. Okay. Um. All right. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So I only did fifteen.
1: Okay. We can start from, we can start from fifteen. So go ahead.
2: Or hold on, give me one second. Okay.
1: All right. All right. So you're going to start from 15?
2: 15. All 15. More right. than yeah. okay. No. 14. Ertz. No. 13. The cat returns. No. 12. Damn. That's, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I didn't
1: I didn't change any of my answers based on what I got wrong. wrong. Yeah. Just to make it easier. Yeah.
2: Twelve. Only yesterday. No. Eleven, Marnie. No. Ten. Nosaka. No. Nine. Whisper? No. Seven. I mean eight, right? Yeah, eight. Eight is. Hmm. I'm not going to do it. Eight is uh, grave. No. Seven. Porco. No. Six. Wind. No. Five. Is. I said graveyard. Yep. Okay. Five. And I said NASCAR. I'm looking at this wrong.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Okay. Five. Is Castle in the Sky. No. I wrote Castle in the Sky. I I did write this though. I said four. I said five or four is Castle in the Sky. Okay. Do you want so me four to? Cast, you four castle? Want... Four Castle in the Sky.
1: Okay, you don't want to say so You want to say castle for four?
2: Yeah, four and five. Like, I guess that for both.
1: Castle in the Sky is four. I know it. I know four <laughs> Okay.
0: You got it. Three Kikis. No. Two Howls. No.
2: One Kagura. No. What?
1: <laughs> um, don't feel too bad. You were very nah. close on most of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, same same with me.
1: Okay. Cool. Um yeah, you were like one off for like Yeah. Everything yeah. in the top ten, uh you got like they were all like very close to each other. Um all right, cool. So go through your list, uh do you want to go through your list first?
2: How about yeah. Okay. okay.
1: All right.
2: Earwig, Yamada Secret, World Ariaddy. Er- 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 Totoro, Ponyo.
1: Say the numbers as you do them. Say the numbers. Okay.
2: 23 weight, 22 Yamadas, 21 Secret, 20 Totoro, 19 Ponyo, <laughs> 18 Kiki's.
1: Okay. Go slow because I want to I wanna okay. fix it. As I'll go like, slow. 19 Seven. Ponyo, 18 Kiki's? Kiki. Yeah. Okay.
2: 17 Pompoco. Yep. 16 Nausicaa Okay. Fifteen Castle. Yep. Fourteen Poppy. I know it's crazy, but fourteen is Poppy.
1: I have to I have to look at everything under it. Wow. Okay, that is really crazy. That is very surprising. It is crazy, but okay. We'll talk about it.
0: Yeah.
2: 13 uh Kagua. Okay. Twelve, spirited. You got that right. Eleven is Earthsea.
1: Okay. Um. What was my guess for Earthsea? I thought Earthsea would be under. Kagia. That's that's very interesting. Okay. Cool. Ten. Whisper. Okay, I guessed whisper for nine. So I was very close with that one.
2: Yes. Yeah, uh, was- nine. Grave. Fireflies.
1: What did I guess? I guess grave for 7. Okay. 8 is how's Okay, I was a little off with that one. I guess how's was number 10. That's very interesting that houses is that high.
2: 7 is um 7 is Wind rises.
1: Okay. Oh, I guess we rises for six. Holy shit.
2: (laughs) uh, Only yesterday.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. I thought that was your favorite. I really had that impression based on our conversation. Okay. I'm very interested.
2: Yeah. Five is uh, Cat Returns.
1: Okay. Wow. Wow. I really sold that one short. That was a lot higher. What do you think Cat was? I thought Cat was number eight. I put that a lot lower.
2: (laughs) Four is Mononoke.
1: Okay. I thought Mononoke was number three.
2: Three is ocean waves.
1: Three is ocean waves. Okay. I wasn't too far off with that one.
2: Two is Marnie.
1: Okay. I thought Marnie was four. Okay. And One
0: is Porco.
1: Porco! Oink, oink! Okay, shit. Wow. All right. Yeah. So okay. with Poppy, I actually like
2: ugh, I was thinking about Poppy.
0: Mhm.
2: be and honest. And it okay. did double back and mm-hmm. that was that was a huge letdown. But I still enjoyed the movie. Mhm. I just enjoyed it. I thought the movie was fun. Okay. That was a cool ride. I like the animation.
1: Yeah. I understand that not a lot of people have the same point of view that I have, and I've been thinking about Poppy a lot, too, when making my list, and I was thinking about other people's perception when making yours, and I can understand that a lot of people don't see Poppy the way that I see it, and um, I was very mean in my discussion, which I wish I was a little bit calmer when I talked about it, but I um, I understand I understand people liking Poppy. I still feel the way that I feel about it. I still stand by everything I said. But uh, yeah, I'm, everything
2: you said is very true with the double backing. Yeah, it's very true. But if I was gonna go rewatch these movies, like I'd re- I'd rather rewatch Poppy over Castle, right. Pompoco. and the thing is with Noska as well. Like I already told you, I'm gonna rewatch Noska.
1: Right. Um, oh, you did. To oh, I didn't. I didn't even um, know. I didn't even know you said that. Did you say that in our discussion?
2: Yeah, because remember, I was like, we watched Mononoke, and then we watched this. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this movie another chance. I'm gonna watch it at a later date. Okay. What other movies? I don't. I don't feel like it's a 16, but because of like how yeah. I watched it, it's is there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Kiki.
3: I, I, don't, I don't. I don't like Kiki.
0: I
1: know. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm not too surprised by that one
3: um
2: then pom poco had an edge on kiki because pom poco was funny yeah i love it It just had Mm -hmm. that edge yeah and and porco i thought you knew that was my favorite (laughs) i thought you knew my top three was porco marnie ocean
1: i i guess i was wrong i my top five for you were ocean marnie princess porco only yesterday was i wrong about i guess i was only six. yesterday was a six and not in a five. Cat returns. I underestimated the talking, the fucking cats on two legs. <laughs> I, I it, it. <laughs> it's,
2: my, it's my first Jibby.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, my, I was wrong about the top three and the top four. I, I really,
2: um, I don't blame you for that only yesterday.
1: Yeah. I, um, I really thought only yesterday would be your favorite. I'm still like. I don't blame. You. I know. I
2: know how passionate I spoke that day. Yeah. I
1: still like. I feel
2: like the top. I feel like top six. I, I spoke passionate about all of those. Things.
1: Yes, you did. I think. Um, Especially ocean waves. Yeah, I putting uh,
2: Marnie over ocean waves was a, <laughs> a big
3: decision
1: for me. <laughs> yeah, I um, I put Marnie over ocean waves in my guess. I th- I thought that you would pick Marnie over ocean waves. Um, and so um, my top tux... also
2: um, let me say one thing Wind Rises I think Wind Rises perfectly. is perfect Howl's I know when we first spoke about Howl's I didn't talk highly of it yeah but if I was going to re-watch any of these movies I would re-watch Howl's yeah okay over everything under it mm-hmm Grave and, uh, and Grave and Whisper the Heart I feel like Whisper of Heart Whisper Heart is like in the same category of like only yesterday in Ocean, but like, they just had the edge on it. Yeah. Rivers, I love this, but yeah, They had to crack my top ten. Mm-hmm. I think my, I think my top ten, I think my like my top ten is like so valid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I think that's set in stone.
1: Cool, that's good. I'm glad. To Depending hear how
2: that. when I watch Nausicaa, yeah.
1: Right. I um, when it comes to, I, you know. <laughs> I I like what you said about like you know some of these are gonna change because you 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 know your first impression of them wasn't super strong but they might change with the second one. I feel that with a lot of the ones on my list as well. I think that um, a lot of the ones on my list are going to are going to change possibly on rewatch. Um, I think Mm -hmm. some of them some of them might get better uh, with a second viewing. Um, A lot of uh, especially after watching some of them and especially after watching the documentary, like it's reshaped my perspective on like a lot of the ones I rated pretty low. So yeah. I, um, yeah, I like what you said about that. Yeah. This is not set in stone. It's subject to change. So, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get like too tilted if something is like lower than something else. Uh, Cause I get it, you know, um, I respect your opinion. And I also understand yeah. that some of them you're, you're iffy on, uh, especially like Nausicaa and stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah.
2: the main takeaway from this is you know, that that top seven is like.
1: Ironclad. It's like, like,
2: I wrote, so right here I wrote, one through seven is the God tier.
0: Right. Of Ghibli. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, um, eight through, uh, eight
2: through 12. That's, House to Kaguya. I said that's the elite
1: tier. 12 is spirited away? Huh? Isn't 12 spirited away?
2: Oh, it's, it's to 13. 13, that's the, like the elite tier. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then 14. Then I said, oh yeah. Then I said 14 to 16. now I said 14 and 15 are good. Right. That's it. Then I said, "Good." And Pompoco, Kiki's and Ponyo are decent by lacking something for me personally. Then everything else is.
1: Mhm. Right. <laughs> okay. Cool. I uh, let's see. Do I have any questions no, for- about the list? I'm very surprised at how high Earthsea is. Um.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised too.
1: Yeah, Where I thought it? I thought Earthsea would be more in Castle in the Sky, Nazca kind of territory for you. I thought it was too. but uh, above spirited? That's very interesting.
2: I'd rather rewatch Earthsea. Spirited.
1: I'm happy to hear. <laughs> um, cool, cool. It's so weird.
2: I, I didn't when I was initially making this list. I didn't think it was gonna be that.
1: Either. Yeah yeah i mean
2: it's so close that like the 11 to like 16 range is like so interchangeable.
1: yeah it's like i i that's that's the exact same thing with my list like i um i feel like based on what i wrote down like i mean the corrected list is different but like i um i feel like a lot of the 11 to 16 for you is like in the 6 out of 10 range so they're all kind of interchangeable mostly um like slight differences yeah slight differences
0: yeah um
1: okay that's that's good i um you know when we were talking like throughout each episode we would we would be like oh this is definitely in the top half but i think when making my list like it's (laughs) i really underestimated like how little can fit in there (laughs) um there's only like eleven movies that can fit, and like the top five are ironclad, right? So when you mm-hmm. watch a mid movie, you're like, oh well, I didn't hate it. Like this is obviously in the top half, and then you you look at your list, you're like, oh my god, this is really low. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. All
2: right, let's see yours.
1: All right. Um. So. You guys start from twenty-three. All right. So um, number twenty-three, for me, uh. My least favorite Ghibli movie, what I consider to be the worst Ghibli movie, is Poppy. Poppy is my number 23. Yeah. Um, number 22 is Earwig. Um, yeah. Number 21 is Arietti. So we're the same in that regard. Uh, number 20, for me, is Ponyo. Ponyo, Sosuke. Uh Number 19, for me, is Ocean Waves. Mm-hmm. Number 18 is Pompoko, um, yeah. number 17 is Yamada's, uh, number 16 is Cat Returns, number 15 is, now this is where uh, you started guessing, so I want you to say your guess again as I, because I, I didn't write down your guess as I did. So number 15 was Spirited Away, what was your guess? Do you remember? It's
2: okay if you don't yeah, yeah, it's right. It's uh I say on okay.
1: Okay. Number 14 was only yesterday. What was your guess? Let's see. Earth Um Yeah, number 14 was only yesterday. 13 was Marnie?
2: I guess character returns.
1: what did you, you put for 14? Only what yesterday. was
2: it what 15, 14,
1: 13? Fifteen was spirited away. Only mm-hmm. yesterday was fourteen. Thirteen was Marnie. Number twelve is Whisper. Um what was your guess for twelve?
2: I guess uh only yesterday.
1: Number eleven. Is Princess Mononoke? I guess. Money. Ten. Top ten. Number ten. Tales from Earthsea. That's number ten.
2: I guess Whisper.
1: Number nine. Totoro.
2: I guess.
3: Money.
1: You guessed you guessed Marnie twice? No, I guess the Nazca. Nausea. Number eight, Porco. What did you guess? I guess the uh, Grave. Yeah, and then for Grave number seven was Grave of the Fireflies. So you guessed Grave for number eight, and then you guessed I think you guessed Porco for number seven yeah yeah i was like oh man so close uh number six is Nazica. i put nazica
0: nazica really
2: yeah i put wind rises
1: wind rises um wait what number five number six was nazica okay yeah yeah, okay and and you guys number five is wind rises?
2: I guess castle. Okay. And four. I guess castle as well.
1: Yes, and you got you got castle right for four. Now top three. What was it? I'm sorry. What was the six five four? Six five four. Nausicaa is six. Wind rises is five. Four is castle. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is house.
2: Yeah, I guessed Kiki's.
1: Number two is Princess. I guessed Howl's. And number one, uh, Princess Kaguya. Princess Kaguya, by the way. Um, and number one for me is Kiki's. That's my number one. Um, and you guessed Princess Kaguya for number one.
3: Mm.
1: I do not blame you you got the top three you got yeah, the, the top, top you got the top basically the top five like correct Yeah. um but yeah I
2: knew, that. I knew that top three i knew i knew i knew those were top three for you
1: yeah i i'm i'm glad and i'm glad you knew i i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i i don't i love these all so much like these are all like a 10 kind of, for me. Like, right now, Howl's is sitting at a 9, but I think Howl's is going to turn into a 10 one day, like, when I rewatch it. And this was hard for me to kind of do this order. These top three were very, very difficult. But I think that... I think that they are pretty ironclad. I feel like if I rewatched all of these movies right now, this list, this order would still be this order. so once again, take into account my liking for each one is like, you know, Kaguya's right here. Kiki's like right fucking here. Like they're, they're so close. I like them both so much. Um, I don't like one super like 100%, like a gazillion times more than the other. Um, So yeah, Kiki's, Kiki's is my favorite Ghibli movie. not only because it resonates with me, but because, like, despite how nothing is kind of happening, I am so fucking invested, like, from beginning to end. Like, that movie clicks with me in the way that I think Spirited Away and, like, other movies click with, like, everybody else. Like, this, you know, I said it before, this is my ocean waves. Like, this is my, this is my fucking movie that that I really like. Um, and Kaguya is also that, but Kaguya's, uh, a leg, a leg down, and and Howls. I'm just kind of iffy on Howls. You know, I feel like Howls. You know, um, it's very likely that Howls will be my my favorite. So I don't know. That's it's subject to change. You know, I I know that I like Kiki's more than Kaguya, but I don't know if I like Kiki's and Kaguya more than Howls. So there's that. Castle, uh, pretty pretty solidified at number four um i i don't think i don't know if i don't think wind rises will override that even if i change my score for wind rises i think i'll always like castle more um and then uh let's see which ones do i need to explain <laughs> let me let me think um which ones were big outliers for you Earthsea, sea earth sea and princess Mononoke? In the top say again
2: Earthsea in the top 10.
1: Yeah, Earthsea in the top 10. Um, I love this movie. It means a lot to me. To be honest, Princess and Earthsea, I originally wrote down as a tie. I only separated them for the convenience of like the guessing thing. Um, mm. In my tier list, Earthsea and Princess are are a tie. Um, I like them both the same amount. But the reason why I picked Earthsea over Princess for like my top 10 is because um Tails just kind of has a more personal connection with me like personally because because like it it's so it it fits kind of a lot of the themes that are similar to like Devilman and Berserk and I really just kind of click with it in that way because because of that even though it's not really like better than Princess if you pointed a gun to my head, I will pick Tails over Princess because it just means more to me. Um, you know, Tails is like one of my favorite movies. Like, honestly. Uh, that's how much I like Tails. Mm. And, uh, you know, Whisper. I love Whisper, but it didn't breach the top 10 because I do think that there's a lot. I I think it's, it is pretty flawed. Um, you know, I think that I can't forgive the things that I don't like about it. Um, you know, com- even though I don't love Mononoke, I put Mononoke above Whisper because you know, I do think Mononoke what it the execution of Mononoke and what I do like about it is more to appreciate than Whisper. Um and uh yeah. Um and then there's something like Only Yesterday, which I put above Spirited Away but only yesterday i like more than spirited away even though i think spirited away is executed better like only yesterday has more of an impact with me um that's one that that's one i like more that is one that's very subject to change when i get older that might that might go up you know right <laughs> uh marnie's pretty ironclad i I think Marty's a very well-executed movie, but I don't think I'm ever going to like it any more than I do now. Um, And let's see. Ocean Waves is, is very low on the list, but your impression of that movie, I really do kind of see it as like, the way that Kiki's resonates with me, I understand that ocean waves resonates that way with you. And I'm very conflicted in my actual rating of ocean waves. Like what I consider the quality of that movie to be. Um, but like I said, this list is not based on it's, it's mostly based on just how I personally feel about the movies and like how much I like them and don't like them kind of thing. But, um, you know, ocean waves at the very least might go to like, from 19 to like 16, like one day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. like everything from so you, you, you did like your set, you sectioned off like what you consider to be like elite and like god tier and da 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 da.
2: yeah, I'm gonna show you something later. About
1: okay, that. uh, for num, for me, god tier is one through five. Um, actually, no, god tier is one through 10. Top 10 is is God tier to me. Uh, Movies that are kind of like good, but I'm not in love with um, are 11 to 16, uh, which is Mononoke, Whisper, Marnie, Only Yesterday, Spirited Away, Cat Returns. Uh, And then things that I just, you know, I do think are kind of bad are 17 to 23. So... Yamada's, Pompoko, Ocean Waves, Ponyo, Arietti, Earwig, Poppy. So, uh, we are kind of in the same camp where I think that there are 16 like good Ghibli movies, you know? Right. Um yeah, and from 17 to 23 yours was Pompoko, Ponyo, Totoro, Poppy, Arietti, Yamada's Earwig. Mine's was Pompoko, Ponyo, uh Poppy uh Arietti Yamada's earwig and instead instead of yours was one you in your like bad section Totoro is in your bad section but Poppy is in my bad section so mm. yeah that's that's the that's like the big disparity in that sense but everything else is uh pretty understandable
0: yeah.
2: I made a I made a tier list.
1: Oh you made a tier list. <laughs> That's so cool. I'll um I made I made my little Oh you made them in like S tier and like oh yeah. okay. Interesting. I need to do that. That's that looks cool. A tier. Wait, let me see. Keep keep it up keep it up there. Yeah. What is the one in F? What's that third one? Yeah, it's No, but the second one. Sorry. Yamada's? Uh, yeah, Yamada's. Oh, okay. Um, S tier, Ocean Waves, Marnie, Porco, Mononoke. A tier. Yeah, that A tier makes sense. I'm still very surprised that, that only yesterday is not an S tier. <laughs> um,
2: like, honestly, only yesterday is right there. Okay. It's on the brink.
0: Yeah. Uh, if any movie, if any movie here
2: would be S tier, it would be only yesterday, and right. perhaps Moon Rises.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: But, but like I know, I know Cat Returns isn't like. This is this my personal? It's like right. it's not like movie wise wasn't isn't this high, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, it's my first Jubilee. You know, I love that shit. Yeah. So it's right there. But I I'm not gonna put S
1: yeah everything else on this list makes a lot of sense i uh um yeah everything yeah, else okay. everything else is pretty valid
2: yeah like i think I, yeah like fucking Earthsea spirited Kagura B here right uh castle Naska. right r b c t yeah it really puts you more into like... Um, Persu-
1: makes yeah. It more. yeah, easier to read kind of. Yeah. If I had my S tier, uh, if I had to do it in tiers, hmm. the way I have my webcam set up, I wouldn't be able to like move it to like my computer <laughs> to show you if I were to create a tier list, but um, you did that really fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Okay, so... If I had an S tier, I would say that Kiki's, Princess, Howl's, Castle, Wind Rises, my top five. I think God tier, like, I guess if we're talking godly, I guess it's just Kiki's, Princess, and Howl's. If if we're doing God tier. And then if we're talking... I don't like to call it A tier because I don't think these are A movies. I think these are like really good movies. So God tier is Kiki's Princess House. S tier is...
2: I just fixed it, yeah. So go ahead.
1: um, S tier is Castle, Wind Rises, Nausicaä, Fireflies, Porco, Totoro. Um, No, actually, it would end at Porco. And then A tier would be Totoro... Tails, Princess, Whisper, Marnie, and Only Yesterday. B tier would be Spirited, Cat Returns, and Yamadas. And then uh, C tier would be like Pompoko uh, and Ocean Waves. And then, like, fuck this movie, would be Ponyo, Arietti, Earwig, and Poppy. Mm. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll make my tier list uh eventually I'll, yeah,
2: maybe, I just, I'll I just slightly changed
1: maybe on like the uh
0: god tier
2: so the top three is a god tier right uh, I bump up whisper when right. mm-hmm. win and, yeah, yeah this makes it makes a lot better
1: yeah that that makes a lot more sense that's really cool alright dude yeah I'll um uh, <laughs> I'll put my tier list like on the screen like when editing like I'll put it okay. in the video uh alright dude that's it <laughs> that's really that's really cool we have a list we have a fucking list man you know um uh I yeah I really just want to drive home the point that there's a lot that are subject to change and these are all The there's a lot of movies on both of our lists that uh, we might change our opinions on as time goes on Movies are not determined solely by your first viewing. They're determined by multiple viewings and opinions change. And my opinions might change on a handful of movies on my list. But for the most part, even even my top three and their like, arrangement. But in terms of the tiers, uh, most of them are pretty ironclad, except for like Only <laughs> Yesterday and Ocean Waves. I kind of want to put Only Yesterday in S tier, but I have to give that one more watch. I have to give that a little bit of time. Um, ocean waves, I kind of want to put in, in, uh, like, like beats here, but you know, for, for now it's, or, or, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Beats here. Yeah. Only yesterday and ocean waves are the two ones that like might change. Those are like the two big ones that like might go up a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's All it. Right. That's fucking it. Um, there were a couple things I kind of wanted to say about the documentaries because I thought they were kind of interesting. In the in the documentary for King, The Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, um, you know, Kaguya and Wind Rises both came out in 2013 and Ghibli was kind of doing this thing where it's like, Miyazaki's got a movie and Takahata's got a movie. Um, Takahata's been working on Kaguya much longer than Miyazaki was working on Wind Rises and a lot of people shit talk Takahata in that movie. A lot of people are like Takahata doesn't get shit done. Like he doesn't, you know, when we say like the movie has to come out this day, it's not going to come out that day. And people are like getting really upset. Takahata is like not in the movie. Like he's not in it like at all um, because he's just not around. And it's like people in the, they no one ever calls him lazy, but people are like saying like, He, it doesn't feel like he wants to finish it, which is, there's really, no one really understands why, um, but there's a documentary on the making of Kaguya with Takahata, like a full thing. That's like even longer than the, the one that I watched with Miyazaki. So I'm going to check that out, uh, eventually, but, uh, I thought that was so interesting that they called that, like, and Miyazaki, he's like, he, he always, he, Miyazaki himself like kind of shits on Takahata a lot in this movie where he's like um you know Takahata's like not doing his job da 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 and the documentary person's like oh but you never abandoned him like you're always there for him right and Miyazaki's like i abandoned him a long time ago i abandoned him as a filmmaker and she's like really and he's like yeah like i don't i don't respect him as a filmmaker and that's you know and and he was saying look at Kaguya like he's not even trying to finish it look at me like i come here 6 days a week and i'm like fuck You know i need more context i i wanna i still love kaguya it will always sit there in my heart i i still think he cared about the movie but i don't know maybe he you know you gotta he's more depressed than miyazaki so i don't know maybe that has something to do with it um but miyazaki said like you know when he finished yamada's he left the house he left like the studio like a mess and miyazaki's like i would never do that and it's i don't know i just thought that was really interesting um and you know Hideaki Ano is having like playful conversation with like the producers, like Suzuki and stuff. And he's like, "So uh, how's how's Takahata doing on Princess Kaguya?" And Suzuki just looks at Ano like, "Like a, you know how he's doing." And Ano's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> it's like it's like everybody everybody kind of knows that he's like lazy and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't want to call him lazy because no one in the movie actually uses that word. But that's it feels like that's what people are saying and like someone someone was saying like you know his he has problem with schedules and his behavior is a problem like he literally says his behavior so like I don't know I think that's just really interesting but you know regardless of all the shit talk uh you know he did kind of studio Ghibli wouldn't exist without him like he found miyazaki he found Suzuki he got them together right so you know you gotta you gotta owe it to the guy he kind of he kind of started this whole thing. So, mm. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was something that was important to mention. Um, yeah. It might go to show why he has less movies than Miyazaki, you know? He only has right. five. Miyazaki has, like, ten. Um, And, yeah. and uh, apparently uh,
2: Miyazaki's coming out with another movie.
1: Yeah. Apparently he's coming out with another movie. The whole point of Kingdom of Dreams was to be like, Miyazaki's retiring this is the end of Studio Ghibli. But then, five years later, they made another documentary called Never Ending Man, Hayao Miyazaki. And he comes back. And basically, in that documentary, Miyazaki's saying, like, it's so boring. That's the only reason why I'm coming back. Like, I don't enjoy my life. Like, I'm so bored. I just want to do something. And that's why that's why he's making a movie again. And and, it's
2: called How You Live.
1: Yeah. I I hope he finishes How it. Do you live? How Do You Live. Um, That's going to be really, really good. If, if that ever comes up. Uh,
2: We're going to have to remake our list.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are. I, um, what was I going to say? I didn't rewatch The NeverEnding Man, Hayao Miyazaki. And honestly, unless you personally are interested in the documentary, I, um, I wouldn't really recommend it. It's not like it's, it's not saying anything super profound. It's just kind of like, hey, do you want to see what it's like at Studio Ghibli when they make a movie? And like, it's like that. And it's very honest and sincere. Like, other people who work at the studio, like, we're, you know, there's, like, one of the side uh, workers. Like, she's saying, like, you know, a lot of people can't meet Miyazaki's demands. A lot of people get overwhelmed and just, like, quit Studio Ghibli. Like, a lot of people think this is, like, the most magical <laughs> magical place on Earth. But, you know, it's very overwhelming for a lot of people. A lot of people can't deal with it. And mm. it's it's very interesting that people say that. But I will say never ending man Hayao Miyazaki from what I remember is something that is worth the watch because it's very funny because Miyazaki is making Miyazaki made a 3d animated movie um called not movie uh short he made like a 3d animated short and the document and that documentary is like I'm gonna try to make a 3d thing so instead of drawing on paper like he usually does you know it shows Miyazaki like trying to use a tablet and you know his boomer ass is like oh what is going on like i don't understand and people like keep trying to teach him like how to use it and he's like struggling so it's fun it's fun it's fun to see miyazaki try to do that and um there are so many funnier moments where miyazaki's like being mean in those there was like one there was like one clip in never ending man hi miyazaki where someone goes up to him and he's like sir i i can't draw this like i don't i don't know how to do this And he's like. You don't know how to do this? It's fucking Studio Ghibli. You better figure out how to do it. Go do your fucking job. Like, it was like, oh my God. Like, he's so much more mean in that one. And it's it's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch and be an asshole. But Manny, there's this iconic clip that even if you don't watch this movie, you should go on HBO Max and just like fast forward to this part. Someone, he has a meeting with someone where someone like talks to him about like, like, dude, I created this algorithm, this AI algorithm that can make uh um things move like on their own so he he like he uh he creates this like algorithm and puts it into like a 3d like engine where a human body is like rolling like like across like Mm -hmm. the ground in a really grotesque like weird like something that you'd only see in like video game development like in a super unrealistic way uh and he's like you know, the body is rolling automatically through this algorithm and like, you know, it would save time for animation. If you wanted to do something like that, like maybe this could be like a zombie or something. And Miyazaki is like floating his hands, like looking at it. And he's like, you know, being judgmental as shit. And like, so the guy's like, so uh, what do you think? And Miyazaki, you know, it's, you're scared for what he's going to say. Miyazaki's like, I have a friend who uh, is disabled from the neck down. And, to the extent where when he wants to give me a high five he can barely move his hand this makes me think about him and it's it's so like the room is so silent it's so dramatic it's so scary and it's so sad because like you understand what miyazaki is saying like he's being like asshole miyazaki boomer but you get it because it's like dude look at his movies how could you show him this thing that artificially creates stuff on its own. Miyazaki's probably sitting there like, so my animation means nothing to you? Like, my blood, sweat, and tears, you're going to fucking do with an algorithm? Like, he's sitting there like... And then he looks at the guy, he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, how could you make this? And it's... It's... When you when you think about what he says in like, like, Wind Rises and stuff, It it's... Oh my, it's so much more, like, it makes so much more sense, like, why he says that. And the dude starts crying. Like, he starts crying in the fucking room, like, on camera. He's like, dude, I, I didn't know. Like, I just, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to make you happy. And it's like, well, this didn't make me happy. This makes me really fucking mad. It's so, you gotta, like, watch it. It's, it's hard to explain. It's so crazy. Um, That's like, I didn't even watch it recently. I watched that, like, years ago. But, I was watching that in the theater. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> it was very crazy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, uh, it's cute. It's it's fun. Uh, there was also a scene in the dreams in the kingdom of dreams of madness with Goro. Goro's in that movie for one scene, and <laughs> the one scene he's in is like a heated argument with like, um, like the producers. We're like. Mm. It, it it doesn't show you the full conversation, so you don't have the full context. But, like, from what I could gather, the implication was, like, the producer was telling Goro, like, I don't want to be part of the creative process on this one for whatever reason. But, like, my takeaway was, like, maybe he was saying that because he doesn't want to have his name attached to, like, a Goro Miyazaki project because of, like, his previous things. And Goro was, like, so offended. And he was, like, getting so upset that he, like, said that it was just such an awkward situation. And it's like, Oh boy, the one Goro clip has to be like this negative thing. Um, it's really, it was really sad. And you have to take into account, like, you know, that was talking about earwake where he's like, I think you should just, you should be the creative force on this one. I don't want to be a part of this. And it's like, huh? (laughs) I wonder, I wonder how that went. One out of 10. (laughs) So, um, yeah. It's just a lot of interesting things. Um yeah. If you don't know a lot about Studio Ghibli and you want to know the history of Ghibli, I'd recommend that movie. Honestly, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, so a lot of the stuff that the movie said, I kind of already knew, but it was still it was still a, an interesting watch. So, but the subtitles are out of sync on HBO Max, so you have to psh, fucking so whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> All I don't right. know about Neverending Man Hayao Miyazaki, but at least for that one, they were, I had to rent it. Um, and after this to celebrate, instead of popping a champagne bottle, I'm canceling my HBO max. Cause I am, I'm done. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pay for that service anymore with all these fucking out of sync <laughs> subs, but
2: well, you should watch memento before you get rid of it.
1: I should. And I think that that should be the, what we talk about, uh, next episode, because we're going to watch jobless, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So, so Jobless will be what we talk about. We'll talk about jobless, we'll talk about Memento and yep. do you want to pick a third like an anime movie?
2: You can watch um Sword of the Stranger.
1: Yeah. I would love to do that. I would love to watch Sword of the Stranger.
2: Oh my God, dude. What's up? Africa. Um Funimation.
1: Uh oh. Did they are they on your bad side again?
2: On my bad side, bro. Oh. I downloaded the episodes to watch at work. Uh, Demon Slayer, and the the subtitles are like at a, like a 10-second delay. Oh like, man. Like no
1: joke. Later, like yeah. I'll be like.
2: Ah, <laughs> 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 <Man, what's up? laughs> like,
1: oh, that's so bad. Unacceptable. But.
2: Yeah, I guess I just won't download episodes. I'll just download Crunchyroll episodes because the Crunchyroll downloader is. Yeah. But Demon Slayer is on a good run. New episode today. I didn't watch, and Attack on Titan is the greatest show of all time.
1: <laughs> I I um I would like to when we talk about Attack on Titan, I would like to have it be when it's over. So I have the Blu-ray for season four, part one is on its way. So I was going to start attack on Titan like today, but I think I'll just watch jobless. We'll talk about jobless. Cause I don't want to catch up to attack on Titan and then be caught up and then want to talk about it, but not be able to talk about it. Cause I'm saving it for like when we finish it. So I'll just wait till it's over. And then, and then we'll talk about it when it's over. Um, yeah, that
2: show is incredible.
1: I am glad you are enjoying it, and I'm glad that uh, it's good. I'm it's excited. It's the best.
2: It's the best show of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
3: yay! It's,
2: it's not even done, but it it, it surpassed uh, Steins Gate for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, Steins Gate was my favorite show for like six straight years, but <laughs> it's it cool. been dethroned That's by a type of thing.
1: Yeah, I um. I don't have, like, a list. Like, you have a very, like, thought-out, like, list of, like, your top, like, 50 and stuff. I don't have a v- thought-out list of, like, what my favorite. I know what are 10 out of 10s and what are 9 out of 10s. But I don't have it, like, in chronological order. Like, mm-hmm. Devilman is my personal favorite. But I don't know what's, I don't know, like, uh you know, if other 10 out of 10 shows. I think the only other 10 out of 10 anime is Bebop. I don't think I've mm-hmm. given anything else a 10. So I guess it's just Bebop and Devilman as my number 2, but most of the anime I like that I that I think would be a 10 now, I've kind of forgotten, so I need to like rewatch them. So yeah. I uh That's interesting.
2: That's interesting. Man. Attack on Titan
1: is I'm very excited for the discussion.
2: Uh, Man. I re-
1: I really want to start it. I, I kind of I kind of it's, want to start. It's gonna be job. like
2: it's gonna be like its own episode, bro.
1: Yeah, like a whole thing, <laughs> like a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. How many episodes is it gonna have? I don't know. Uh, okay. I really want. I'm to still start waiting
0: it. on
2: JoJo Part six. I'm wait, I haven't <sighs> started. I'm wait for that. Um, Demon Slayer. Uh, I'm watching Dress Up Doll, my uh,
1: Dress Up Darling,
2: Dress Up Darling. That show is funny. That's a good one. Um, Demon Slayer is on a roll right now. You know anything what was going on with Demon Slayer?
1: Nope. I saw. I know. I see the poster, but I don't know anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many episodes is Demon Slayer gonna have? Because isn't uh, this isn't this arc like really short? Apparently. I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So. But this this season of anime is
0: is really cool.
2: Good.
0: Yeah. It's quite
2: range, quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Should I It would be fun to talk about it with you, but I think it would be best if we just had one big chungus discussion rather than talk about it a little bit every week. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Right now, I gotta watch it. time thing I gotta take a shower.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, for next episode, do you know what you're gonna watch? Sort of the Stranger on? Do you? Uh, or you're gonna? You're just gonna I'm find it? Okay. Oh, it is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. I
2: just wanna download it. I just like watch it.
1: So since Jobless, how far are you in Jobless?
2: Like four episodes in.
1: To the new yeah, season. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be able to finish jobless by the end of the week. I don't know. Okay. I have to, actually, I,
2: like, I would have to hold off on my book because I read my book at work. Okay. I can do that.
1: No, actually, it's okay because this weekend, um, I might be. I think I'm going to be busy, so we'll have to save it for next weekend. Um, let's do two weeks from now. Next weekend, um, okay. like Sunday or Saturday. Sunday. Next Sunday. next weekend. Yeah, next next week. Like the the weekend after the one coming up.
2: Uh, we can't do it on a Sunday because Sunday is Super Bowl. I'll really? Oh, my yeah. God. I don't even know. Wait, no. Next weekend is the Super Bowl. The so 19th? The 19th and 20th. No, the 13th is the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we'll be good by then. Um. Yeah, I'll definitely finish both of those. We can probably tag on something else as well. Um tag on, sure. like a movie.
1: Well we got three movies. We got Memento. I mean we got we got Memento, I, Sword of the Stranger, and and Jobless.
2: I've seen Memento already.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay, do you wanna tag on uh a, a third one? It's up to yeah. it's up it's up to you. Tag on a movie. Uh what do you what do you want to watch? <laughs> it's it's ball's in your court.
3: I don't know.
2: I prefer to watch something that's on Crunchyroll or Funimation first.
1: Yes, I understand.
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of anime movies I want to watch, but I don't want to. I yeah. want to kiss anime right now.
1: Yeah, it's that's gonna be a challenge.
0: Seconds.
2: a second. I I still want to watch Sunny Boy too. I didn't forget about that.
1: Yeah, I would like to check that out. That'll that'll wait though. There's a there's You know what? Much. What?
2: I I can watch Fooly Cooly. I never watched Fooly Cooly.
1: Well, I would love to watch Fooly Cooly.
2: Have you seen it before?
1: Yes, I've seen it multiple times.
2: I've never seen it so
1: i am i would gladly watch it again okay cool so fully coolie season one the the first one yeah yeah all right six episodes bite sized should be easy I'm excited to check that one out uh it's been a long time if I watch it again it'll be a very different experience so this will be fun. So, Fooly Cooly, Jobless, and Sword of the Scranger. Yep. All right. I like it, Manny. I fucking like it. That'll be the next episode. I can't believe we're done. <laughs> this, this was... Oh, it took so long. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I love the Ghibli movies, but... I'm excited for where this is gonna go. I'm excited for the direction this will take. I'm glad we're back on shows. I missed I haven't watched like a normal anime in so long. Yes. Yeah. Shoot.
0: yeah. Oh, it's in so man. long. Um, um I was gonna
2: there's this movie this animated movie like series. Not series, um the youtuber glass reflection, you know, man.
1: Yeah. I don't watch them, so- but I know you've mentioned him a lot.
2: So years ago, I'm he excited. Made like a, huh?
1: I'm excited for whatever you're going to say. I <laughs> I feel like I'm going to know what you're talking about.
2: So years ago, he made eight years ago. He made glass reflect, uh, glass reflections, glass top 25 recommended anime. And this is where my try hard anime came out. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if he still has a video. He has this one, but this is the, like he made he made one. I think, this is, yeah. So this this is where I learned about so many shows. Like he recommended like the Berserk movies. Yeah, he was uh, Steins Gate, Cowboy, Samurai. All all my favorite shows really came from this fucking one video. Uh, he would re- recommend a show, I'd be like, okay, I will watch that next. <laughs> yeah, I watch it. So he he recommended some good shit. Look, bro, look. This is crazy, this is actually crazy. This is my comment from five years ago. ScienceGate blessed my life. <laughs> 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 like,
1: that's so cute, oh that's so cool.
2: Fuck, I just... Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: ScienceGate yesterday, I, I can't find something, I need to send
1: That's cool.
2: <laughs> Look at all these people agreeing <laughs> with me, let's go. <laughs> Okay, so this dude has a. He has a. He has a timestamp. Okay, so he, he recommended Cowboy, Trigun, Evangelion, Full Metal, Akira, any Ghibli movie. It took me eight years to watch that one. Yeah. Full Metal Panic. Bacchanal.
1: Have you seen Full Metal Panic?
2: No. no. Uh, okay, so right here. He has. Um, Genkitsuo no Kyoka.
0: Was,
1: okay, hold on. I you got to spell that for me.
2: Kara, the Garden of Sinners. It's seven movies.
1: I've never. Oh, these are just str- these are straight up anime. Just I've never I've never fucking heard of this. Wow. I've never seen this before, Manny. This is really cool. This is like a new thing. <laughs> okay, so is this what you're talking about? The 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 8 movie thing?
2: Yeah, I was like
1: Okay, I will gladly check these out. This looks really interesting. I will gladly uh, check these out. He, he spoke highly of them. Yeah, but and you have, the, you'd have to finesse those. They're not like on anything.
2: Oh I know. He said he, he said uh they're difficult to find. But this still we still got the the con the Satoshi Khan movies, you know, yep. Paprika, Tokyo yeah. yep. Godfathers. I gotta watch all of those. Yep. Then we got uh, I want to see uh, more of Mamoru Hosoda movies.
1: I was, I'm glad, I think that's the first time you ever mentioned him. I'm glad you said that. Those are like the, it's Mamoru Hosoda, Satoshi Kon, Masaki Yuasa, Miyazaki. Those are kind of like the premier anime directors. So he he just came out with a new movie and I consciously, I I decided not to see it because I was like, "Eh, man, he's not going to watch it. I'll wait until the day where I can talk about it with him. I have seen only one of his movies.
2: Which one? The Girl Who Left Due Time?
1: No, I've seen Mirai. Yeah. The the one with the baby on the cover.
2: Mm-hmm. That I want to see The Girl Who Left Due Time.
1: I want to see Summer Wars. That one looks like cool. Looks I like...
2: want to see War Children.
1: Yeah. I want to watch Mirai oh. again. The one that I'm, I'm a- most excited to watch is honestly the newest one. Like the new one looks really good. Belle?
2: Yeah. Belly. This looks like um it looks like fucking a darling in the Franks.
1: <laughs> really? Um interesting. Zero two,
2: Zero Two. No, but, I'm just looking at the cover.
1: Uh I I can see hey, I can see where that's coming from. Uh, uh, yeah. I um, oh, yeah. that one looks interesting to me. I'm gonna wait until that one comes to digital and check that out. Uh yeah, um, I'm glad that you have a lot of suggestions lined up. Um, there's a lot of movies that you know I have that we could possibly watch, but those are all movies that I would love to watch again, um, or watch for the first time. Yeah, Mamoru Hosoda's. I feel like his movies are kind of samey like Miyazaki's movies, but I still want to see them. Mm. I mean, m- most directors' movies are kind of samey. You can't really ask for them to be too different. But that's okay. Uh, they're still good. So, yeah. I'll add these fucking, whatever they're called, Garden of Sinners to my watch list. Was there anything else on that list that, uh, like, kind of <laughs> piqued your interest?
2: Yoshitoshi Abe.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> Spell
2: yeah. it. Oh no, Yoshi Toshi, Yoshi Toshi Abe.
0: That's a dude so who made. A,
2: yeah, he made um
1: serial experiments lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Renmei. Renme. I'm. We're gonna you- have.
2: To. We're gonna have to watch both. Of those are such try-hard shows. Yeah, they're so well, like. When- I'm gonna have to watch
1: They're like the most popular <laughs> things that we haven't watched. I think serial have Expe- you seen the show either No. I watched the first nine episodes and then I I didn't continue it. But I didn't dislike it. I what I saw was cool. Um yeah. but I never finished it. And it was one of those shows that people are like, It doesn't get good at the end and I'm like, Okay, well <laughs> like peop people complain about its ending, but I don't care. It didn't seem like a show that really cared about its ending from The beginning, at least. I will watch it one day. Bro, fucking... Uh. Have you heard of Technolize? I saw... When I hear about something, I will add it to my watch list, even if I hear about it. And I don't remember where I heard about it, but I did add it to my watch list. And I've never seen it. I just clicked on add to my watch list. So, like... I've I've heard the name. I don't remember where and I've never seen a clip of it. Is it an is it an anime? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's super try hard.
1: Let's watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I would love to watch it. Yeah, it's yeah. on my it's it's already on my watch list. 22 episodes though. Oh, it's on Funimation. It's not even like it's not even uh hard to find.
2: That's gonna on crunchyroll is it that's gonna be uh interesting
1: yeah back into shows <laughs> it's gonna be fun
2: i remember i think he was on his recommended and i would see i'd be like yo this is so try hard
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks, but yeah, it looks he also, cool. he also uh, recommended
2: Mushishi, and that's why I learned about Mushishi.
1: Mm, cool. Yeah, I, I, I do want to watch Mushishi eventually. Um, My Evangelion Blu-ray finally arrived, so I can watch Evangelion finally. And because we're, we got jobless and we got other things lined up, I might hold that off. Because are you interested... Without sp- spoiling Evangelion, do you have any interest in watching, like, the newer movies? No. Okay. So, I guess I'll just watch Eva by myself then. Um, And then maybe I can briefly bring it up. uh, Because I don't know anything <coughs> about it.
2: Hello? Well, you haven't seen the show?
1: I watched the first five episodes and I told myself I want to watch this with the original dub.
2: Oh, I seen it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And when you watch the end of Evangelion,
1: mm-hmm. gotta talk about one of my that favorite movies. Okay, so that maybe that can be like a whole discussion in and of itself. Um, I really like right now the shows that I want to watch the most are Evangelion and Attack on Titan. But I know that I'll have to wait on those. But Jobless, Fully Coolie, Sort of Stranger. Those will be. Those will be the three, and then maybe Eva can wait until after AOT or whatever. But I'm excited to finally check that out.
3: Uh,
1: I guess that's it.
2: Memento, Sword, The Stranger, Jobless,
1: and... Fully, Fully,
0: Fully, Fully.
2: Let me write this down.
1: I recommend the English dub for Fooly Cooly. I'm going to watch it in English. All right. Hold on. Oof. Try I might watch Sword of the Stranger tonight. I need some action in my life. It's <laughs> been <laughs> a long time since I've watched like good action anime.
2: Fooly Cooly, Memento memento sword of the string sword stranger and jobless
3: alright bye bro
1: alrighty that's it for this one I know like yeah it's it's, it's a very really clap worthy moment we're fucking done um, I wanted to ask you, when is your birthday? May 20th. Wow, that's really close to my birthday. Holy shit, okay. May baby. Uh, May baby. All right, um, I just wanted to know. Monday's
2: birthday is in May as well. Who? Keandra.
0: Really?
1: That's cool.
2: Oh, oh. the two, the two Kaising. oh yeah, you have to watch this guys.
1: Yeah, I know, I'm gonna wait till the movie comes out though.
2: March eighteenth, I think. Here?
1: In America? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. When when did they say that?
2: I heard that in December.
1: okay What the fuck? Jujutsu Kaisen movie <clears throat> release date US. Uh Polygon.com Jujutsu Kaisen Zero officially hits American theaters this March. Meanwhile, the prequel movie is making waves at the Japanese box office. Fuck. They said it in a news article, but they haven't announced it like ticket sales. Shit. We might have to talk about that next month.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. So maybe I should watch Jujutsu. (laughs) Maybe I should I should check that. Maybe that'll be the next thing we talk about after Jobless. So
2: the real question is when cha- when does Chainsaw Man come out?
1: There is no definitive date on Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man only has like the year written down. <laughs> um, that is the real question, though. <laughs> when the fuck does Chainsaw come out? Yeah. Okay. Um, right, I- Are you gonna watch the Batman? absolutely okay that comes out March 3rd so maybe that can be the next one as well
2: Batman's my favorite superhero
1: who's my favorite superhero yeah probably Batman he's edgy (laughs) he's cool Uh, yeah alrighty so uh, you can go take your shower I'm going to go probably watch a movie and not take a shower squandering my filth um. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, very good discussion on the given movies. Thank you Manny. This was fun. Uh all right. Um next weekend. Next weekend. Yep. All right, bro.
3: All right, bro.
0: See you so then. Yeah, see ya.